This is what you do when you walk in on someone's showering. You open the door and see them and you say, oh my God, I'm so sorry, and you close the door. You do not stand there staring and go, hey. Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. If I were to write something out in gnomes, I would write out the numbers in gnomes. They are the gnomers. <laughs> it's just such a bad but good joke. Shout out to our guest for making up that joke. I did not make up yeah, that joke. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And if I were to write something out in the gnomes, um, I would literally just write out frack off. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And our guest today is Melissa. Yay! Woo! Hi, my name is Melissa Kryle. I'm 23 years old and I live in Edmonton, Alberta. I am a creative human trying to figure out my life. Uh, I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm bisexual. I am vegetarian by choice and vegan by allergies. Hmm. Vegan by Wait, yes, really? I'm recently lactose intolerant and allergic to eggs. It's brutal. That sounds it's terrible. So sad. Yes. <laughs> Yo, that's not fair. No, it's really not. <laughs> and what would you write out in gnomes? Oh, right. And in gnomes, I would write buy Gnomeo and Juliet on DVD now. <laughs> <laughs> Doing yes, <laughs> doing the advertising for them. Exactly. That's good. I feel like that they missed an opportunity. So really. you're sitting beside me. I am. I like to say that so that people aren't weirded out. Because sometimes, like when other people have been sitting beside me and we like do things, and then it's like, oh hey, Brittany, you're also here, or like whatever. <laughs> um, do you want to wow. explain how we know each other? Sure. Yeah. So we met in line for Deathly Hollows Part Two. Mm-hmm. We were both little nerds and wanted to get there super early in the morning. I don't know what time we showed up, but Robin and her friends were first in line. And then me and my sister were second in line. And then we were just kind of like, hey, they're cool. They like Harry Potter. We like Harry Potter. And then I don't know how we we just started talking from there. Yeah. And we like all like had made YouTube videos like like you do in high school or whatever. And so we have like embarrassing YouTube videos together too. So it's Oh, well, definitely need to see those. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so uh, how many times slash, or how many times do you think you've seen the show? Okay, so I feel a bit like a disgrace because like I've listened to this podcast, obviously, and you guys are so intellectual when you talk about it and you've both seen it a million gajillion <laughs> times. Brittany's like, no, <laughs> no, you do, you do. And I so- think I'm intellectual about the actual show and Brittany's intellectual about like themes and sure. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I have only seen it full way through once. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Kira and I, we used to, in high school, we used to like watch like 12 episodes at a time in a dark basement. And Relatable. so, yeah, we watched it. It took us like two years, but we did that. And then we recently just started watching it again. So there are some things that I do forget about, but I will try my absolute best to be like, what's that again? I, I'll try Brittany's not life. to do that as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, that's, I just do that all the time. Yeah. But even about an episode I've just seen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
we have conversations over and over again. Yes, yes, um, yeah, okay, yeah. so you've only seen it once, but yeah. what does it? What does Lost mean to you? It's so fun. Like, I mean, there's a lot of really intense stuff. Like, sometimes the way you guys talk about it, I feel like it's like English class. And there's, mm-hmm. like, all this symbolism and intertwined things. And I'm like, I don't know if my brain can quite get there. But, like, I love, like, all the mystery elements yeah. and everything. It's so interesting. Yeah. Cool. So who are you some some of your favorite characters? Saeed is my all-time favorite. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. I adore him. Um, besides that, I can't really remember because I know like I used to love Jack at the beginning, and mm-hmm. I remember not liking him towards the end, and then the other way around with Sawyer did not like mm-hmm. him at the yeah, beginning, yeah. love him towards the end. Yeah. And I remember seeing Kate as kind of like I don't know, Britt, if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but oh, I know she Robin sure freaking does. does. <laughs> like, I remember Kate being like a pheromone type person, mm. being like, oh, woe is me. Yeah. yeah. Oh my I God, she totally was. Yeah. And I don't know, currently, like, I don't feel like she's that, but I'm only like no. partway through season two again. So I don't remember if that is how I will, you know, feel this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll like, see. looking back, that's more like Shannon than anybody. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's a good point. Yes. <laughs> but like, the perception of her when you watch it for the first time, you're like, oh, I don't know about Kate. Totally. Now, and now it's like, oh, I know about Kate. She's amazing. <laughs> now I have to, like, assign a drag queen to each character of <laughs> Lost in my head, and this is going to be difficult, Great. but we'll figure it out. This is, like, my favorite things. Like, I'm the one who got Robin into Drag yeah. Race, so I'm like, look at this. Yeah. Else the same language. <laughs> That's great. Um, and then do you want to plug some of your social medias? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm what the Mel Mel on most things, Instagram and Twitter mainly. And then I design t-shirts casually. Uh, and it's called Bumbleby Designs on uh, TeePublic. It's just called Bumbleby. But then on Twitter and Instagram, it's Bumbleby Designs. Yeah. Cool beans. I bought two shirts. You did. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate yes, it so did. much. <laughs> so lovely of you. She's very proud of them, too, because they're awesome. Yay, thank you. Yeah. That's so nice. Well, like, my feminist one, I'll just, like, wear. Yay. But then my ace one, yeah. I'm just like, this is for pride. Like, totally. you can't just wear this one yes. out, you know? People yeah. are like, what's that about? Yeah. But totally. today we have words to say about episode 204 of Lost. Everybody hates Hugo. Can't relate. First of all. Yeah, which is untrue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Everybody Hates Hugo. The title is a reference to the shows like Everybody Loves Raymond and Everybody Hates Chris. Its broadcast date was October 12th, 2005. It was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, who were the creators of Once Upon a Time. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, and uh, directed by Alan Taylor. Fun fact. Ooh. Am I allowed to do that? Uh, Yeah. He knows the Robin thing. Alan Taylor directed uh, Thor The Dark World, which is not a good thing. Marvel movie, but <laughs> if you did that. What? Yeah. That is like definitely one of my least favorite Marvel yeah. movies, but that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did a good I'm job so this you- time, Alan. Yes. Um, so yeah. I guess try again. <laughs> it's not his fault that he was given a bad script. No. Mm. Yeah. And they tried to make Natalie Portman's character interesting. They redeemed themselves in Ragnarok. They really did. They really did. I told Robin she has to watch Ragnarok, but she won't yeah. do it because she hasn't seen any seen other Marvel movies. Ones. You don't really need to, though. That's that what one. I said. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know any of these, like, random background characters that they that are, like, also there. There's only one. Yeah. His name is Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's the green one. one. <laughs> He's the green one. Oh! <laughs> it all makes sense now. Literally, the characters you need to know is, like, Thor, his brother Loki, and Hulk. Mm. I know those. Yeah. And and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but he's not an established character. He's new. Mm -hmm. Yes. But yes, Jeff Goldblum is also there. He should be in everything. Why wasn't he in Lost? But there are also other random ones, like the one that Aaron, whatever his name, plays. He's always James Potter in everybody's 
Marauder what? gift sets. I don't know who this know? is. Aaron. Marvel. Somebody. Aaron. No. Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's he plays Quicksilver. No. Is he in there? No. Oh, okay, so I don't care no. about him. Okay, cool. Because every time I see him, I'm just like, I don't know that one. No, he was like in Age of Ultron for like five minutes. And that was it. That's it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would hate to be that guy. He's like, yes, I'm a superhero. Bye, guys. Okay, literally, <laughs> though. It's his his oh, sister hilarious. is more important. Yeah. But none okay. of that none of that plays that. into Thor. Mm-mm. Anyway, this isn't relevant. Mm-mm. Go ahead and talk Whoops. about the recaps. So what Robin is about to do is recap the episode in the style of Lost in 8 minutes and 15 seconds, which means she's going to do it in under a minute. And then if she doesn't, she's going to speed no, herself we'll up. But now she has this annoying habit of doing it anyway. So, I yeah. So she's just going to sit. I don't even look at yeah. how long it was anymore. She's literally just going to sound like okay. a chipmunk. <clears throat> okay. Ready? Ready. On one side of the island, our raft bros are still stuck in the pit, but they allow Jin and Michael to go out and have a chat. I guess they find Sawyer hard to cooperate with. I have no idea why. We find out that they're all the tailies, and they get taken back to home base. Libby says there were 23 of them, but there are only five left. We finally meet Bernard in one of the most heartwarming moments of the series. In the past, Hurley quits his job at Mr. Cluck's, and his friend Johnny follows suit. They go to the record store and talk to Starla, and they collect a bunch of gnomes to prank Randy with. But eventually, after a talk about how nothing will ever change, everything changes when Hurley officially wins the lottery. In the hatch, Hurley has a weird dream and does not have a cluckety-cluck-cluck day. He is put in charge of all the food, although he knows this will only turn people against him. Charlie, who we don't like in season two, is a jerk about not knowing what's in the hatch, so he goes to ask Locke, and Locke tells him everything because Jack told him not to. Now Charlie wants peanut butter. Jack and Saeed try to solve a mystery, and Hurley enlists the help of Rose, who helps him inventory and ultimately stops him from blowing up all the food. Everyone has a big feast, and everybody loves Hugo. Everyone does love Hugo, and also, that was almost, like, completely on time. Yeah! You might not even need to speed yourself up, but I know you will anyway. I will do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, let's get started! Oh my god! See, it's a WestJet one. It has planes on it. It's a WestJet one. It is. My cousin works at WestJet. My cousin who has been on this podcast. Did you guys see that news article today about that guy who stole a plane? No. Tell me more. He was in, like, he was at SeaTac and he stole a Horizon jet. Like, he was one of the ground people and he just got on the jet <laughs> and he he took it, like, he took it off and flew it around. What a freaking long con. <laughs> He's, like, had this career his whole life. <laughs> can you imagine but then like he like flew it around and was like talking about like doing like loop-de-loops and they had to call in like the freaking air force because this guy had like hijacked a plane where was this you know in seattle yesterday in seattle. wow like how and you- then um he crashed it so it doesn't have <laughs> okay. a great ending is he okay but for a minute there no no did he die he super he super died oh, oh wow. wow yeah i was like wait how do you just steal an airplane? Is it really that easy? Probably a bad idea to get high that day. <laughs> Why is that true? Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, Robin. All right, shall we begin? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let us talk about the Tailies. The first. pit. So, first of all, this is a different pit. What? Because the first pit, well, not like narratively, but like set deck wise. Yeah. This is a different pit because the first pit is like covered over with leaves and the the grass goes like right up to there. And then as soon as like we see it in this episode, it's like the grass is like quite a bit far back and there aren't any leaves on top. Oh, oh. I'm like, hello, pit continuity. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Only on anyway, this show would pit. you need pit continuity. I mean, 
Drag Race with Pit Crew. Yeah, she's right. She's right. So, oh, Jin speaks in Korean. I have some translations. Ooh, yeah. Jin says, give me up. Hurry. Do not give up. I don't know. Okay. Okay. And then Sawyer talks about how they don't want to do any more human pyramids. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Okay. Sawyer would not be a good cheerleader for the record. My first problem with this episode. I think a lot of things in this episode are great. I have two like main problems with this episode. Okay. (laughs) The first one is about Jack. (laughs) But this one is that Sawyer calls Analysia Rambina. Rambina isn't a real thing. You can just call her Rambo. Yeah. Why must you make it gendered? Ooh, that's a good point. No, like, everyone knows that he means Rambo uh-huh. by saying Rambina because it's Rambo. Uh-huh. But why not just say freaking Rambo then? <laughs> he didn't have to go that hard, but he did anyway. He's just like, <laughs> it's, it's Rambo, except it's not as good because it's a lady. Yeah. You know? You're an idiot, Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. So that's my first, like, or that, like, that's my second one, because my the the Jack one is the big one. Yeah. Oh, and then Jin says something else in Korean. <laughs> Jin says, "Your shoulders are very scarred." Is that what he said? Oh. Yeah. He's like, "That looks ouchy." He's How so are concerned. you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Sawyer tells him to pee on it, which um, <laughs> Jin has heard before. Because Hurley stepped on a sea urchin and told Jin to pee on things. So everyone just wants Jin to pee on stuff. Yeah. That's a weird kink. Mm. <laughs> By two separate people, Jin's like, come yeah. on. <laughs> Jin's like, guys, we have to stop, especially since this isn't a real thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they're like, hey, Jin, get up here. And so he's like, nah. Because <laughs> I make decisions for everyone here in this pit. I'm the white man. <laughs> drag him <laughs> and Jin's like I'm gonna go so he goes <laughs> you're not going I'm going and they're like okay Michael you go now and Sawyer's like no I don't know why I get to choose <laughs> I, he's literally jealous because he can't pull himself up that rope yeah true yeah and so then uh, he's like oh she's not even gonna shoot me like she's just bluffing and I'm like did you not see like the way that she handled the gun last episode <laughs> like that's a like I don't know. She knows what she's doing. When when she hits him in the head with the rock, I feel it every single time. I always feel like his reaction was too dramatic. Really? Yes. A rock? Well, we, I guess we don't know how hard she yeah. threw it. I felt like she like tossed it and he's like, ah, oh, ah, ah. And I'm like, okay. That sounds right for Sawyer, though. He's such a drama queen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just dramatic. I mean, he's been through a lot, so yeah. I shouldn't judge him. He's like, there's a bullet in my body. He's like, I've got a bullet wound. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well you know what suck it up champ everybody's got problems yeah (laughs) so michael goes and um sawyer's just like annoyed by the fact that he is left yeah but what isn't sawyer annoyed by right now and like i said in the in the recap hmm i wonder why they didn't invite him up (laughs) (laughs) maybe because you won't talk to anybody like a person like they're like we'd rather talk to the guy who can't speak english Mm -hmm. rather than you He's like the most antisocial one. They're like, yeah, you're not invited to the party. Yeah, dude. No, like, we'll talk no. to these other people. And he doesn't even have like a, a sociable girlfriend to make him more like socially acceptable. Yeah, like you like the, the trope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they're like, okay, Sawyer, you can come out now. And he's like, only if I know that my friends are okay. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's you get a brownie point for that one. And then they're like, oh, are we friends? And he's like, I didn't know you were listening. <laughs> like, um... 
this is awkward, but I don't actually like you guys that much. Yeah. And they're like, we <laughs> know that you're words. lying. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, everything's fine now. We're all like on the same page. So we're fine. And he's like, cool, we can all sue Oceanic together. And I'm like, great, I have thoughts about this later. <laughs> and also, like, good luck. So Sawyer comes up, and he has a rock, because I guess he's just planning on throwing it at Anna Lucia's head. What do you have? A rock! <laughs> no! What are you gonna do with a rock? She's much better with rocks than you are. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're gonna fight, and I watched the Lost on Location for this episode, mm-hmm. and Josh, like, literally was, like, sat down in an interview, and he was just like, when they said they were bringing on a really strong female character, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> what? Sawyer, Sawyer will not like her. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, Josh wasn't just like, I hate ladies. No. <laughs> that was a very concerning sentence for a moment there. No, Josh was basically just like, my character will not like this female character. I love that Josh, like, knew that uh, Sawyer was sexist as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is like, my guy's kind of garbage, so. And so, he, she's like, no, listen to everything I say and just, like, here are all the rules. Do the thing. Oh! Shut up. When I tell you to do something, you do it. I say move, you move. I say stop, you stop. I say jump, what do you say? You first. Ah! You don't like the rules. I toss your ass back in the pit right now. You understand? I understand. Yes, ma'am. And he says, yeah, I get ya. Also, if you like, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, oh, if you like hurt me again or if you like hit me again, I'll kill you. And she's like, <laughs> no, you won't. Okay, bye. <laughs> Calling your bluff there. She's like, whatever. See you later. Do you and guys she- like Anna Lucia? Yeah. Yeah? I am excited to like Anna Lucia this, episode, okay. this season because um, I have never liked Anna Lucia. Me either. Great. <laughs> but I can't remember why. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. um, like now that I've watched a couple times, like I re- didn't like Shannon when I first watched and now like I watch and I'm just like because Shannon and I are around the same age and everything well she's actually younger than me now which is weird um but I can relate to Shannon now and I understand where she comes from and stuff but um I don't know I've never but I think that's even like my own internalized misogyny being like oh this strong woman and and she does a few things that are comparable to some of the things that Sawyer does and like his flashbacks that are really morally ambiguous mm-hmm. but of course i'm like it's sawyer who cares but like anna lucia i'm just like oh, how dare you you know totally yeah like me watching it for the first time as like a 17 year old is so different than me watching it as a 23 year old yeah like, yeah so different so different yeah so i would say currently i don't like anna lucia yeah. but as soon as we start like talking through all of this i think i will like anna lucia yeah. this time i'm really excited Good. to like her yeah so yeah okay moving on to the next scene okay we have a moment with uh, Michael and Libby. Yeah, Michael and Libby are meeting, and he says, how many were of, their, of you were there? And she says, oh, there were 23 of us. That's a number. Oh, that's a number. That's a number! <laughs> um, so she's like, yeah, there's 23 of us. They expect to walk in there, and they're just like, oh, hey, a bunch of people. And they're like, there's four. How many? Five. Five. There's five of us. <laughs> there's five of us here. So then Echo and Sawyer start having a chat. And Echo's like, are you okay? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> Get off. And she's like, oh, now you care. Why is someone being nice to me? Yeah. Are you all right? Now you give a damn. I said I'm sorry. It was a misunderstanding. Misunderstanding is when you bring me lemonade instead of iced tea. I said no talking. He was talking to me. We're here. 
he's like, oh, it's just a misunderstanding. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Echo's, like, Echo has his own problems, but he's, like, a pretty nice dude. He's he's a really pure dude who just wants to be nice to people. Yeah, I mean, now in his life. Yeah, no, yeah, like, right now. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, a misunderstanding is when you bring me lemonade and not iced tea. And I'm like, he's right, you know. But there are more than one types of misunderstanding. Yes. But also, um, lemonade iced tea. Oh, oh that's the bisexual agenda. So, and Lucia's like, stop talking. And he's like, who's talking to me? <laughs> I love, I just. So I love that Anna Lucia decided like right off the bat. She's like, I hate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> no talking. He's like, no, it's like, it's like, um, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Except like, he was talking to me. It wasn't even my fault. Yeah. Like I didn't do anything. I'm innocent, your honor. Yeah. So then he makes a reference to Star Trek. Oh, Robin. Right? Yes. Okay, great. What does he say? I forgot. Uh, Beam us up. Oh, I missed that. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we know that like Sawyer later in the series is just like, makes so many freaking Star Wars references. And then at some point he's just like, what? I don't know Star Wars. So like, that's just like a blooper continuity issue that. Sawyer has, but that's about Star Wars and not Star Trek. I think Sawyer lies about not knowing geek stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he like makes yeah. references to geek stuff and then he's just like, what? I don't even know what that is. Like the phrase like, beam us up is definitely like in the cultural zeitgeist, like something yeah. that he would understand. Mm-hmm. But like, he's kind of a nerd. Yeah. No, he's- he reads so much. He's like a Gilmore girl. Like he yeah. just talks in fluent mm-hmm. like pop culture. That's references. a great, that's, yeah. that's a great um, comparison. Actually, yeah. Sawyer <laughs> is a Gilmore girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is my favorite thing that has been said on this podcast. Is Sawyer the Emily. Um, I sure hope he is. Like, do you think he's like kind of an Emily, but he's also kind of a Lorelai? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, like, a Luke, how, like, he can speak the pop culture <gasps> right, language, he's like, but he's going to be grumpy about it all yeah, the time. Yeah, and he can, but he can, like, keep up with them and stuff. Yeah, exactly. He is a Luke! He's That's yeah. why totally Luke is my favorite Luke. character, too. Yeah. He's totally a Luke. So, they have their own hatch. Uh, it's called the Arrow. I don't think we know that mm-hmm. yet, but it's called the Arrow. Then we see Bernard. And, yeah, there are only five of them left. And it's like, whoa. Whoa. What, what happened, happened to the you? others? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if we'll find out. I think we will. What a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we have this final scene with Bernard and Oh, I'm this- sorry, do you mean where I cry? Yeah. <laughs> I literally always cry whenever I watch this scene because it's one of the best endings of the series. Yeah. Like there are great endings in this series where it's like things like a plot twist, whoa, what's going on? And then they have endings like this, and it's just like so good. Cause instead of it being plot stakes, it's just emotional stakes. Mm-hmm. Huge shout out to Sam Anderson, who always is like the best Bernard ever. Oh, he's so good. I know Bernard and Rose were secondary characters, but I feel like a lot of the time they just stole the whole show. Absolutely. Totally. The show sets you up to like think that um, Rose's husband might be Echo, which is okay. I mean,. Shout like, out I to think, Rose for that, like, age gap, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but like they try and set you up for that so that they can flip it and you're like, oh, let me look at my own internalized racism there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so good. Like, every time you watch it, you're just like, oh. They're like, oh, yeah, why okay. did I assume that? Um, that was I my mean, bad. I personally never assumed that. I always yeah. kind of assumed Same. it was Bernard yeah. on account of, like, the age. Yes. But I can see what you're saying. Yeah, like, I think... 
I think that happened to a lot of people and they just kind of had to take a step back. And I just love that the show is able to do that. Yeah, subtly. Mm-hmm. Stuff. So yeah, Bernard comes up and he's like, is Rose okay? And they're like, yeah, she's okay. And he's just so happy. He's like, and Rose knew it. She knew that he was alive. Rose has powers. I'm sorry, mm. she does. Mm. She just knows these things. The power of her faith makes things happen. Mm. Excuse me. Caught her impact. Hi. Back where you guys, uh, where you came from. Is there a woman named Rose there? Black chick in her 50s. Is she okay? Yeah, man. She's okay. Michael. I'm Michael. Thank you, Michael. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Bernard. Even at this point, I'm like, I like Anna Lucia more than I used to. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, me too, probably. <laughs> I'm being They're- serious. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> because the word probably, I'm like, do you not know? No, I don't know. That's why I said probably. <laughs> but why don't you know? Um, Because I don't, like, I just know reasons why I don't like Anna Lucia from later this season. So, uh-huh. like, I can't really remember how I felt about her. So early on, I feel like when we see her in the season one finale, I'm like, yeah, you're fine, whatever, sure. You know, with yeah. that scene with Jack. Yeah. But at this point, okay, like, I'm glad that you are not the others, mm-hmm. but, I, but I don't really have anything to... I mean, I think that I, for some reason, really liked Sawyer, like, from season one, like a weirdo. So her being mean to Sawyer is probably making me being like, ugh. Like, when in reality, God, it's what he deserves. Yeah, exactly. So so I think I probably do like her more than I did the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't know about pre like at times after that, though. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Well, it's kind of like um, Charlie in this season. You're like, oh, uh, I like He's you. He's the what's, worst this what's season. What happened to him? You're like, wait a minute. You're Charlie. I love you. What's happening here? He's so terrible this season. I don't know what they did. This season, this episode... This episode specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And he has an episode called Fire and Water later that, like, some people think is worse than Stranger in a Strange Land. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the second worst one, I guess. As long as you like expose, which I do. You are the only person who likes expose. That's not true! Okay, who else likes expose? Sarah likes expose. Okay. Scott likes expose. Okay. Maria so he- likes expose. Damn it, I was going to say people whose names start with S, but yeah. now I can't make that joke. Thanks a lot. Maria. Uh-huh. Tweet us if you like expose. <laughs> Robin has to prove a point to oh, me. Oh, my cousin Aaron likes expose. He's coming on the expose episode because he loves expose so much. All right, okay, fine. That's my family member. I mean, for the record, I like expose. I just yeah. like messing with you. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I think expose is a piece of work. I mean, and by and by that, I mean, like, a piece of art, like, um, 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 in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> You are the most precious human. I just really love Exposé. It's like in my top ten. It's a good episode. Okay. People who are <laughs> listening to this, who are watching for the first time are like, we don't know what that They're literally is. like, what the hell is... It's going to get so hyped up and then they're going to watch it and be like, that wasn't that bad. How... Oh, like in a good way? Yeah. Okay, good. For a second, I thought you were going to be like, they're going to be hyped up thinking it's good and then it'll be bad. But it's not. It's a good episode. Anyway, let's stop talking about Exposé because nobody knows what that is. Yeah. <sighs> let's talk about the hatch. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we've got Hurley's dream sequence here. Yes. And so when you think of eating disorders, yes. most people are thinking about the slimming down type of eating disorders. Mm-hmm. But Hurley, like, canonically has an eating disorder. Yes. People just don't like to think of, like, eating disorders as uh, overeating or binge eating or things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's even, like, addressed even farther later this season in an episode called Dave. Yeah. Um, so Hurley's eating uh, and Jin comes in. And fun fact, mm-hmm, uh, this is the only time in the series where Daniel Day Kim gets to talk in his own regular accent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I never thought about that. Yeah, because any other time, like, after Jin, like, learns a little bit of English, he still has, like, quite lilted Korean accent. Of course. Um, because that's how life works. Yes. Um, but yeah, so this is the, the only time that Dan gets to talk in, like, his regular voice. He has a really smooth voice, too. It's he does. <laughs> it's so no- He's just, like, so handsome. Yes. <laughs> like, I just need to take a moment to just appreciate Daniel Day Kim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan was like, I get to go in the hatch. Yay, I've been a, in a pit this whole time. <laughs> That's kind of cool that he gets to, like, jump between storylines, though. Like, he's the only actor who really gets to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, like, shows up to set and he's like, so what have you guys been up to? <laughs> and they're like, well, there's this hatch. I've, I've been, been in a pit. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in a pit. You guys are in this amazing set? <laughs> you guys get a bathroom? That's awesome. Oh, my God. What are the bathroom logistics of the pit? I've thought about that. I don't know. You know what they are. I don't want to think about it. You know it already. Sawyer's <laughs> so like, pee on it here rather than over there. <laughs> like, like, they definitely picked a pee corner. Definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And then Anna Lucia was like, that's not the pee corner. Yeah. <laughs> that was already designated <laughs> to the last person who is in here. So, yeah. Dan gets to talk without his accent, and he's like, dude, are you speaking English? And he's like, no, you're speaking Korean. And then Jorge has to do some Korean. I wonder how he does. I know for a fact there's another character in season four who also speak has to speak Korean. Oh, there's another character in season five who also gets to speak Korean. And I'm pretty sure it's just like the way that they do um, Trig on the 100. Mm-hmm. Where they just kind of like send them a sound bite of somebody else mm-hmm. saying it, and they say, "Please memorize this." But they like specifically say that both of those characters' Korean is very good. Okay, so I mean, Jorge <laughs> sounded fine to me, but I don't speak Korean. <laughs> I know well, a very don't? small amount, <laughs> but yeah, he sounded good from what I know. But I know very, very small amount. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know a small amount of Korean? Yeah, I did Taekwondo for like five years, and it was taught by like actual Korean people. So I spent a long time around Korean people. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I know only the Korean that, that I know from this show. Like, I can tell you what 815 is. <laughs> Wait, no, okay, but tell us what 815 is. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to butcher it. Do it right now. No, I will not do it. That's my okay, do it. I'm like, I could say something, but I Yeah, I don't want to, like, offend anybody. Oh, another fun fact is that, like, on the milk carton that Hurley has is, like, a Walt missing mm-hmm. <laughs> He thing. would be a milk carton kid. Yeah. <laughs> I picked up a continuity error I didn't see anywhere else. Um, When he picks up that plate that's in a box, just nicely, Mm. you know, presented a steak in a box. Yeah. um, He picks it up and all of a sudden there's like a yellow gourd on the plate (laughs) that was not there before. A yellow gourd. (laughs) A yellow gourd. What is that? And all of a sudden, (laughs) a yellow gourd. A yellow gourd. (laughs) Oh my God, was that a terrible Hamilton reference? Uh Uh-huh. 
<laughs> You're welcome. I don't even want to think about what that means. Okay. Um, someone, someone on props was just like, "Hey, a gourd." A gourd. <laughs> also, with that plate, like they like transport it, and they're like, "It's still exactly, exactly. the way it's supposed to be." But then they talk about it, everything will change, and the Mr. Cluck's mascot is also here. I mean, why not? I went on Lostpedia and I searched for information about that mascot for like 10 minutes and I couldn't find anything. It's just a chicken. I just wanted to know who played him. Is it not the um, guy who sold Hurley the ticket at the very end? <gasps> Is it? I think so. Hold up, I'm fam. pretty sure. Oh my okay. god, that would be amazing. That would be amazing because that, that's what I thought is I was yeah. just like, I wonder if this was like a person that he like knew because like, isn't there a thing about, um, isn't there like a thing about dreams like scientifically where it's like yes. you can't make up a face you have to like mm-hmm. yeah they're all faces that you've seen so that's why i thought a man in a chicken <gasps> was the shop clerk who sold the high okay. five yeah oh my god someone knew something about loss that robin didn't no i'm very pleased because i was searching for this okay good and later appeared next to Jin wearing a chicken suit <laughs> in one of hurley's dreams he blinked each time the sound of the countdown timer alarm beeped in the dream that tripped me out the first time I saw it. I got genuinely scared. I also, when I first saw the chicken suit, I thought his face was like CGI'd in there. Oh. Something looks off. I don't know what it is. It's the way his face fits in I it. I think, yeah, it might just be yeah. like placed weird. But yeah, it just looks odd. It's totally the way his face fits in it. Like, it's like, it's it looks too big for yeah. it. Imagine spending your CGI budget on a chicken suit. Unlike <laughs> that, <laughs> that so guy's funny. face. That dude has like a dope freaking job <laughs> hey wh- what did you do at work today uh i cgi daniel day kim's face into a chicken no it's the other dude oh my bad like the other so dude's weird. face into a chicken does it really matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right sorry we're looking at the dude's face right now he does blink oh that's so trippy okay so yeah, then he talks about everything will change. And that's another thing that they were talking about in the um, Lost on Location is that the whole episode, like last episode was all about like Locke not wanting to do things alone. You know, and they kept bringing it up over and over and over again. They were just like, I can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. It's a leap of faith. Um, and in this episode, it's about Hurley, Hurley's fear of change. And him actually learning to do things yeah. alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So Hurley wakes up. And uh, Kate's like, hey, if you forgot the numbers, they're right here. And Hurley's like, thanks for the hot update. I will not. The way Kate, like, when she comes up to Hurley and he's sleeping and she's like, you fell asleep? She was so dramatic. I was just like, oh, my God. It reminded me of that episode of Friends where Ross, like, comes clean that he didn't read the note that Rachel wrote. And she's like, you fell asleep? Yeah. You fell asleep? <laughs> That's what Kate sounds like to What me. else is there to do, <laughs> Catherine? Like, calm down, Kate. It's fine. What was it? What did he say? It was 27 pages, double-sided. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so he's like, yeah, I know the numbers. And Kate's like, Musty, isn't it so nice to have a job again? Like, no. Like, you have had jobs? That's what I wrote down. I was like, when is the last time Kate had a job? Yeah. Very long time. The last time she had a job, she robbed the she robbed her job. What at the bank? Yeah, she didn't work at the bank. Yeah, but she she was taking out a loan. All right. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Me trying to make jokes, Robin. You have to make accurate jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. 
Alright, let's talk about Charlie. Oh, man. So, last week. We recorded with Andy last episode, and she has, like, the controversial opinion that she does not like Charlie. She doesn't like Charlie in season one, season three, or season two. I only don't like Charlie in season two. He mm-hmm. sucks in season two. Um, but that was in the spoiler section. So, Brittany, do you want to give a non-spoilery recap of that conversation? Well, it wasn't it essentially, like, boiled down to his level of selfishness and entitlement, basically, like superseded any of like the kind charlie that we knew Mm -hmm. and that his focus basically alienated all his friends around him and that it kind of like demonstrated that he wasn't actually friends with hurley because he was treating hurley like kind of like he was dirt Mm -hmm. and i I have no trust in him at all yeah like you can see in this episode especially why she would have that opinion because you don't talk to your friends the way charlie talks to hurley Mm -hmm. you know like Charlie is very focused on just making things better for Claire. Yeah. And it's like, well, but you can't treat your friend like crap. Otherwise, what's the point of doing anything? So that was basically like the crux of her like upset. And like, especially in this episode, you can see why. Yeah. Totally fair. I just don't like, it almost feels uh, like performative from him, at least in this episode. You know, because he has so many good lines this episode that are, like, kind of funny, but they're so mean that, like, they aren't funny. Like, they're meant to be funny, but they're not. They're me- I think the whole episode, obviously, is aimed at, like, isolating Hurley, but yeah. I think they kind of, like, sacrifice Charlie's character in order to do that. Totally. Which kind of sucks, because and- then you have a really bad opinion of Charlie, when in reality, mm-hmm. just the point was to get Hurley on his own. You gonna lie to me? You gonna lie to the baby? Dude, look, I'd never lie. Oh, and the time you told me you worked $150 million. It's $156 million. I'm sorry. I must confuse it with the $900 trillion I am worth myself. And this baby's made of chocolate lollipops. Still, if you'll excuse us, I'm going to flap my wings and fly off this island. And you know all about uh, characters getting sacrificed for the plot, right, Brittany? I sure do! (laughs) (laughs) I'm not bitter at all about what just happened on the 100. (laughs) So Charlie wants some details. And first of all, when Hurley told him, I'm worth $156 million, I won the lottery, he fully didn't believe him. I don't know why he seems to think that Hurley is the type of person to make garbage up. Yeah, especially because it's like, but like, why would you make that up on an island? Like, you've got nothing else to do. You can't access your money. Like, I don't, I don't know why Charlie seems to think that everything that Hurley says is a lie. I mean, but you know what? Someone telling them that they're worth $156 million, that's kind of unbelievable. I guess. Like, if someone told you that, would you be like, what? I'd be like, cool. Will you buy me a thing? Yeah. Like, what does he lose by, like, not believing him? Yeah. And what does he gain by lying? Nothing. Exactly. Hmm. Garbage. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's like, hey, what's in the hatch? He's like, oh, Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Oh, nothing. Yeah. We're just hanging out there by ourselves (laughs) doing nothing. Hurley calls it the bunker. So shout out, Claire. It's okay that you called it the bunker. Oh, yeah. When it's a hatch. Um, He's like, yeah, it's like a bunker, but newer. Yeah, it's like got like a mid-century modern feel, like if you were interested in the design style. But I don't think Charlie is interested. He's got Aaron with him. Um, Fun fact. Oh, dang. Um, uh, the baby is played by William Blanchett, who 
uh, pl- plays Aaron in later seasons as a toddler. Aww. Yeah, so, like, that's, like, they were pretty good with, like, baby continuity. That's yeah. the same baby. I was just gonna say, that's literally baby continuity. Yeah. <laughs> when um, did your favorite show ever? Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, Charlie fully just doesn't believe Hurley again and, like, walks off and, like, says some sassy garbage that we don't need. Sassy garbage. <laughs> that's the name of my band. I was gonna say that! Well, sorry I got to it first. Do you want to be in my band? Yeah. Okay. Well, now both our bands are named Sassy Garbage, because it's the same band. So, Rose is doing some laundry. Do you think this is all Rose's laundry, or is she doing other people's laundry? Definitely no, she's doing every- Yeah, she's doing yeah. everyone's laundry, because she's a wonderful person. Yeah. Where does- is she using soap? Where did she get the soap? I mean, probably is not, soap? right? She made it. She made the soap. <laughs> she night? probably did. Last night I was watching YouTube videos because I couldn't sleep. Uh-huh. Like did you, you learn how to make soap? Mm-hmm. And this dude was making soap from scratch, like doing science. There you go. What? It was really cool. How hard is it? It was pretty hard because he had to like get um pig fat and like um like he I think he ended up using lye, but like you can't breathe that. No. Yeah, like, it, um, L-Y-E, it's, like, a corrosive material, and so, like, yeah. he put them together, and then when he was, like, cool, and he, like, used his soap, and then he got chemical burns on his hand, and he's, like, gotta start over, like, like, <laughs> it was crazy. Yo, that was me when I started experimenting with, like, resin. I, like, oh, yeah. the resin, like, cured to my hands, and I had chemical burns, and I was, like, huh, maybe, maybe gloves next time. Yeah, maybe not so good. Yeah. Um, so making soap is hard. Mm-hmm. Damn, I suddenly respect all of, like, the moms on Etsy who make soap. Mm. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah, but they can just, like, buy some ingredients from the store, too. Like, this guy was going way too far. But also, like, if you're using lion soap, how are you going to put that on your body? She's right, you know. Like, <laughs> at what point did he think, yes, this lie will definitely not backfire or be safe for human skin? I mean, I don't know how relevant this is, but he, like, used a whole bunch of different, like, chemicals type things that, like, were, like, made to usually work. To make soap and stuff, and then he, like, did a whole bunch of tests to figure out which one was, like, the most soapy. Soapy. Yeah, like, he put them in, like, a giant, like, ice cube thing and then, like, let them dry for, like, a week or something. And then, like, the one with lye was, like, the most, like, hardened with an actual, like, an actual soap. The rest of them were, like, liquid soap, but he wanted to make, like, real soap. I love that this isn't relevant at all, but I'm very (laughs) interested in it. Good thing I watched that last night. Yeah. (laughs) So relevant. So Hurley's like, Rose... Don't you want to know what, like, like, I love this part where he's, like, doesn't want to tell anybody, and then when he decides he does want to tell anybody, he comes up and he's, like, hey, um, I'm just setting you up to ask me like everyone else is asking me, don't you want to know, like, what's in the hatch? And Rose is, like, hmm, not really. No, yeah, I don't don't really care to, and Hurley's, like, Hurley's like, oh, I was... Okay, well, I picked you, so... Yeah, I'm gonna make it your business. I think that's why he tells her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah. He needed someone who did not give And she wasn't gonna tell anybody, all. yeah. Exactly. And also because she actually had something to contribute and could use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Charlie's just gonna steal all the food. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like you look into the mirror of Erised, but you only get the Philosopher's Stone because you don't want to use the Philosopher's Stone, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the Philosopher's Stone is soap. Yeah. <laughs> Except the Philosopher's Stone is a laundry machine. Yes. Harry Potter and the Lush Bath Bomb. Yeah. 
So she's like, no, not really. It's like your business. So I don't really care as long as it's, I mean, it probably won't help with the laundry, right? And Hurley's like, here's my inn. Yes, it will. Let's go. And Rose is like, I don't want to walk that far. I'm Rose. Yeah. <laughs> but they go inside and the ceiling is like dripping water. Uh, well, the plumbing in there. Wait, do you think Desmond should have fixed that? Desmond should have fixed that. And also like, has it been like that creepy dripping water? For the past three episodes? Because I don't remember that. I mean, maybe no. it's just because, like, all the dramatic music was happening. Well, and because, like, people weren't showering. She wasn't showering at that point. Oh, well, sh that's what caused the dripping, though, right? Wasn't it? Was Kate showering? I don't think so. No, because oh. she gets the soap later yeah. to go have a shower. Okay. Yeah, so it's weird. Anyway, just bring it up that it's weird. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> Jack comes up, and he's like, Ugh! Hurley, let me complain about that you told Rose right in front of Rose. Hurley, who else did you tell? No one. I swear. Dude, it's a big job. I needed help. Hello, Jack. Hey, Rose. She's cool. She won't tell anyone. Honey, I don't even know what I would say. And Rose is like, what? She's like, whatever. Like, she's like, hi. And he's like, hi. You know what this reminds me of? What? I just made Britney watch AVPM. She sure did. Oh, good. Yeah. And it reminds me of the moment when um, they're like in the champion's tent and Hermione and Ron are in there with Harry mm -hmm. and Snape comes in and he's like, Granger, you can't be in the champion's tent. Like 10 points from Gryffindor. And they're like, oh, thanks, Hermione. And then so Hermione's like, oh, and then she leaves. And then Ron goes, bye, Snape. And Snape goes, bye. <laughs> like, he just doesn't care. Ron, Ron, you can't be in here. This is the champion's tent. Miss Granger, what the devil are you doing in the champion's tent? Ten points from Gryffindor. Oh, thanks, Hermione. Thanks, Hermione. Hey, good luck, buddy. Bye, Snape. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it reminds me of, like, because it's like, Ron should also get ten points taken from Gryffindor, but of course it's Ron, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But... It's like, Hurley, what? You can't ask me. Oh, hey, Rose. You can't just tell people stuff. I love that, like, he supposes that Rose, like, actually cares. Rose yeah, is like, exactly. I was asked here. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Hurley's like, this is the best possible person I could have told. I don't know why you're complaining. Yeah, like, if he was going to tell anyone, it's going to be Rose because she can keep secrets. Charlie would be the worst person to tell, so he mm -hmm. should be lucky. He should be yelling at Locke. Yeah. Which he will, probably. Yeah. I mean, at any given point in this show, Jack is yelling at Locke, so. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he's like, Rose isn't going to say anything. And Rose is like, what would I even say? How do, you, how do you even describe this situation? I don't know. Go ahead. Give it a shot. Okay. Um, so let's say Charlie comes up to Rose instead of Locke. Okay. And Charlie's like, ugh, I heard that Hurley told you and not me. What's down in the hatch? Rose would probably be like, oh, nothing. <laughs> mm. And he'd be like, I've heard that already. And it's like a bunker, but newer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, that's, that's it. Wow. Uh, I wrote down that, honey, what would I even say is like the motto for this show. <laughs> that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. how you describe the show. Yeah. So Claire finds the messages in a bottle from the raft. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. And then, you know, we talk about that later. But Hurley and Co. are in the pantry. Mm -hmm. And Hurley's job is to inventory everything and then try and, like, ration it and make it everything last. Um, and he's like, but until then, nobody gets anything. And I'm like, Jack, you are putting way too much on this dude. 
right? Like, give him a partner. Yeah. He's like, I guess you can have Rose, I guess. But then Rose doesn't even care. Like, she's like, yeah, Kate, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Who? Okay, but who would you pick to, like, be his partner, though? Aaron. Um, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron? Sit there, Aaron. At least then he'd have someone to talk to. I think Claire would do an okay job. Yeah. Or Sun. Oh, yeah, Sun. Duh. Yeah. I think they would do well. Yeah. But Sun's really busy gardening, so. Yeah, it's yeah. true. She's doing other food things. Yeah. Then they're talking about Apollo bars. Your favorite subject. Oh, also... Maria wanted us to know that there was an Apollo bar in Purge election year. <gasps> oh my we were god! Talking about where Apollo bars have have shown up, um, Maria says that it was in a Purge election year. Hey, do you know who the star of Purge election year is? Yes. Oh, well, fine then. <laughs> why don't you tell everyone? So Elizabeth Mitchell. That's why the Apollo bar was there. Thank you. For anybody who doesn't know, Elizabeth Mitchell comes in in season three. And she's an she angel. She's great. But Rose is talking about how Bernard loves candy and he has so many sweet, sweet teeth. Sweet teeth, I guess, is the wow, plural I've of that. I've never heard it described in that fashion before. But is it not? I mean, it is, but I'm uncomfortable. Sweet tooths? Sweet, sweet tooth? Just say he has a sweet tooth. But she says he has many sweet tooths. Ah! <laughs> but... Here's the thing that we don't know yet, but I'm going to bring up anyway, because it's, like, not really something for the spoiler section. Bernard's a dentist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bernard's Bernard a dentist, but he's also a hypocrite. Like, <laughs> Bernard contains multitudes. Leave him alone. Yeah. She's right. She's right. And so he's like, oh, was your husband? And she's like, no. Like, he's still alive, and I believe that in my soul. Yeah. Apollo bars. You ever hear of these? Mm-mm. Like candy is candy. That's what Bernard always says. Talk about a sweet tooth. That man has a mouth full of sweet teeth. <laughs> Bernard, that was your husband? Is my husband. Oh, but I thought it was in the back of the plane. I'm sorry, I didn't mean... No, no, that's okay. Don't feel bad. Bernard is fine. I know it. I think Rose knows, too. Like, I don't think it's her just being, like... I just believe that he's alive. Like, I feel like she really, like, feels it. Yeah, I feel like she actually does feel it. She would know. Well, it's, like, some twins and, like, even people who are just, like, really close to each other. Like, when something bad happens to them, like, they can, like, just kind of feel it. Like, that's just something intuitive. Yeah, my mom's a twin and she's pretty in tune with her twin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, Hurley is complaining that everyone's gonna hate him because basically what's gonna happen is if one person gets one thing... Then everyone else is going to complain that that person got that thing. And then instead of blaming the person who got it, they're going to blame Hurley. Which is fair and I think is also really realistic. Yeah, I would worry about that as well. <laughs> what makes me sad is that if, say, like, Jack was in charge of the food, everyone would 100% respect Jack. Yeah. yeah. But because Hurley is the lovable Hurley that he is, mm-hmm. no, everyone's going to try to take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so true. sad. They think they can walk all over him. Because Hurley's yeah. a Hufflepuff and Jack's a Gryffindor. Exactly. Yep. But it also reminds me of, do you remember at the end of season four of the, of the hundred where, um, Kane was like pulling the names out of, and like doing the reaping basically. Mm-hmm. And then Kane was like, oh, I have to go do something. Jackson, will you do it instead? <laughs> and then Kane walked away and Jackson was like, yep. And then they were like, let's riot now because we can take out Jackson real quick. So they were like never going to be able to riot against Kane. Yeah. But Jackson, that's a pushover right there. Yeah. <laughs> and Poor they were right. Boy. Yeah, they're right. Jackson was like, ah, please no. 
Kate comes in and she just takes some shampoo and fully is just like, thanks, Hurley. That's the most Kate moment. It's so rude. It's so rude. Even like, like if he hadn't said anything, I get it. Maybe she didn't know the rule. But he literally says, Kate, no, you can't. And then she's just like, thanks, and walks away. And Rose Ooh. is just too chill. She's just like, yeah, it's right there. Let's yeah. come take it. It's yeah. fine. Even though, but Rose is the one who heard Jack say, don't do that. Yeah, but Rose and- also doesn't have a lot of respect for Jack's leadership skills. <laughs> true. That's true. That's true. True. So yeah, that's just upsetting. Oh, God. It, it just like cracks me up how much like Rose is just like, okay. okay. And like doesn't care. Yeah. So Charlie is following Locke just poorly. Like he does, like literally in a circle and didn't notice. What, like you don't, you don't think he's stealth? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh-uh. That reminds me of um, in, uh, I think it was Outlaws in season one, mm-hmm. when um, Sawyer was like trying to track the boar and oh Kate comes up and she's just like, I think you were tracking Boone or Charlie. <laughs> it's just like, I'm so sorry that you're bad at this. <laughs> yeah. So Charlie just comes in and he's just like, I just want some answers. No one seems to give me answers. He thinks that he's going to, like, have to work for these answers. I'm awesome. I, like, worked so hard at the season finale. And just because I wasn't in your storyline doesn't mean that I don't deserve to know things. Because I'm still one of the main characters, right? I mean, he's right. And Locke's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, here's the information then, I guess. You should have come to me first. (laughs) Quite simply, John. There are a lot of secrets around here. And I'm tired of being at the bloody kids' table. But I got Claire's baby back. I didn't go swanning off to the Black Rock on the bloody A-team mission, but I would've. Someone had asked me. I think I'm entitled to some sodding answers around here. What do you want to know? Locke's like a weirdly leaky faucet. I love that he calls them the A-team, too. The A-team, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Locke's like, okay. Whatever. Um, so Saeed is hitting the wall. Well, why not? Okay. And it's like eight to ten feet of concrete. Yeah. Eight? eight? Oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like going to make some joke about how like it's almost a bunker that was like built to withstand stuff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what? No way. <laughs> what? Um. Yeah. So there's like a magnetic energy coming from it and he's like oh good thing this thing i'm using is titanium and not ma- magnetized i was like into this oh you oh, did okay. Ooh, science yes because I, I was just like is that realistic mm. like where did he get this beam oh um apparently uh titanium is very difficult to work with and is super expensive so like <laughs> dharma's got them dollar dollar bills yeah to true. build this bunker but like it's super hard to be like welded and it has to be welded in a completely inert environment so I don't know if they would have realistically used titanium, yeah. but of course it just makes sense for Saeed's usage. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Saeed's like, I don't know, this seems like a convenient plot point, but I'm going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Snaps, man of science. All right. So they say, well, can't go through it. Gotta go under it, right? So <laughs> they go under it. I'm really pleased with that joke. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was very well done. Can't go around it. Can't go over it. Can't go through it. Gotta, gotta go, go under, under it. it. So, they're gonna go onto it. So, Charlie is just getting a whole bunch of ex- exposition that we already know about. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. And Locke says that Desmond didn't leave a trail, so he couldn't track him. Um. And Brittany's disappointed for the rest of the season. Desmond fell down a hill. I was gonna say, he definitely fell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he fell down a hill and had a chat with Jack. I 
find it hard to believe that Desmond didn't... I think Locke didn't look that well. Probably. I don't think Locke cared. Yeah. yeah. He was just like, whatever, this is my job now. Ha ha, I got what I wanted. So. Well, but that makes sense because, like, Desmond had a purpose that the island gave him. Yeah. And Locke was like, well, I'm jealous of you. I want that purpose. Yeah. So if I Desmond's also. gone and he doesn't look for him, he doesn't have to worry about Desmond being a threat to his specialness. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so Charlie's like, what if we don't push it? And Locke's like, oh, irrelevant, because we will. Yeah, that's just okay. But what if we don't? And he's like, well, anyway, there's a record player in there. And he's like, oh, music? That's my thing. Why is it so easy to distract him? <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more in the flashbacks. But, like, Hurley knows exactly what to say to get his mom off his back. I mean, don't we all? And, like, it's kind of sad. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Sorry. But, man. so he's like, oh, what's Hurley's job? Hurley's job, Hurley's job is the food. And Charlie's like, hmm, sounds like he knows more than he freaking told me. It's not your business, no, it's, though. It's not your business. It's not for you. So Charlie goes up to Hurley and he's like, Hurley, it's okay. I'm really knowledgeable now. And I know everything about the hatch, even though I haven't been down there. I'm in the know. Because Locke told me. Yeah. And Hurley goes, well, Locke's lying. <laughs> I'm like, Hurley, give it up, dude. Oh. oh, bless his heart. And so he's like, oh, about the button that makes everything explode? Oh, it's not going to explode. Gotcha. Stop taking advantage of him. He's doing it's his best. I know, Hurley. You know what? I know about the food. Locke told me everything. Yeah, well, Locke's lying. Oh, yeah? Is he lying about the button we have to push every 108 minutes or the island will explode? I'm not gonna explode. I Come on. Look, Jack, put me in charge. Like, I don't even Is want... Is peanut butter? What? Peanut butter. Nutty, creamy, staple of children everywhere. Uh, yeah. A couple of jars. Brilliant. How about you give us one? It's for Claire. No can do, man. You're saying no to a nursing mother? It's not like that. Oh, it's exactly like that. You know, I never thought this had happened, but it did. You become one of them. Is it me, or is this episode kind of weird? It is kind of weird. Tell me why you think it is weird. I just, like, there's a lot of exposition and a lot of weird character choices that I don't know would normally get made. Mm. It just, everything feels slightly odd. Does it feel like Thor of the Dark World? Yes, it feels like it feels like <laughs> Thor the Dark World and Once Upon a Time had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Alan Taylor's fault. Yeah, it's all, all Alan Taylor. Let's talk about how annoying it is that Charlie's so selfish, but he's acting like he's acting for Claire, but really he just wants Claire's totally. love. Yeah. So he really is just a selfish jerk. That's true. And Claire couldn't give a crap what's going on. She's got her own mystery to solve. Exactly. Yeah, she's like, I'm independent. I can take walks on the beach now. Saeed literally says, perhaps we can go under it. <laughs> really pleased with that. I just love Saeed. Let's just Me have a too. sidebar where we talk about how amazing Saeed I is. I love mm -hmm. him. His beautiful curly hair. Oh, everything about him is beautiful. It's so true. Oh, God, he's top. such a <laughs> tank top. <laughs> his, his arms. Yeah, he has nice arms. I'm his not usually an arms hair. girl, but those are good arms. Not usually an arms girl. Can't relate. <laughs> I like my men without arms. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a great joke. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Charlie wants peanut butter, which makes sense. It is a callback. No, no. Say the thing. 
No. I <laughs> do it too many times and it's embarrassing now that do you it. Me to do it all the time. Do it. Peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter in an Australian accent. Anyway, so Charlie wants peanut butter and he uh Hurley's like, um, no. And so Charlie goes and starts like yelling at him about it again. Charlie, you're so selfish. And yeah, he's just a whiner baby. He's like, eventually you can have some peanut butter, just not right now. Be patient, you tiny child. He literally is telling him, you will get the thing you want. You just have to have some patience. And by the way, we're on an island where we don't have anything else to do. Let me say that the character that has the most patience is named Ben. And that's absolutely true. Yeah. So they're down under the tunnels. Mm-hmm. And it's still like the concrete's still really thick down there. And there's like probably a power source uh, behind there. And they're talking a little bit about Chernobyl and how that. Um, and that kind of gives us an idea of what we're kind of working with here. Yeah, like, the level of security of that bunker. And they start hearing a sound. And they're like, "Uh uh-oh, let's go investigate. Welcome to my least favorite part of the episode. Yes. Can you tell the Once Upon a Time writers wrote this episode? (laughs) Okay. This is what you do when you walk in on someone's showering. You open the door and see them and you say, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And you close the door. You do not stand there staring and go, Hey! Hey. Hey. You, um, you took a shower. I'd see if it worked. How was it? Uh, pressure sucked and it kind of went cold at one point and it smelled a little bit like sulfur, but it was a shower. Yeah, I know what you mean. You could use one. Maybe a little later. I'll leave the shampoo for you. Ooh, it's a naked girl. I am so appalled <laughs> by this moment. Genuinely. I'm upset for Evangeline Lily in this moment. Yeah. Because she had to shoot this awkward scene. And that's a short-ass freaking towel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was tiny. I mean, this is literally everything I would expect from the people who wrote Once Upon a Time, but I'm still disappointed. Mm. Anyway, say Sorry. You like, jerk. even Sims know that when you walk in on someone showering, you have to be embarrassed for at least, like, four hours after that, right? <laughs> even Sims know? Right? Uh, yes, you're right, but that's hilarious. Then, he's like, oh, hey, how was your shower? And she's like, um, like, the temperature was bad and the pressure was bad? Why don't you take a shower and I won't walk in on you? Hmm. Like a decent person. I'll actually give you some privacy. Do you know what that means? Jack was clearly raised by weird predator Christian Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, wow, that's real. That's real and upsetting. Mm-hmm. Miraculously, this episode passes the Bechtel test. That never happens. It does. When, never when you texted happens. me that, I fully did not believe you. I was like, there's no way. Yeah, I was doing my notes earlier this week and I texted Brittany and I was like, oh my god. This episode passes the test. I don't remember the last time that it did. Uh, Have you had one before where it did? I think we did. We had one. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. And I yeah, think it was between season. Kate and Son. It's almost always Kate and Son, but they're almost always talking about Jin. I think they were talking about plants this time, that time though. Oh yeah, they were talking about how she like learned, how, how she knows how to speak English. 
Yep, yep, that but was then, it. But then, like, it, it was, like, a little conversation about them knowing how to speak English, and they were like, why did you learn how to speak English? Oh, let's talk about Jin now, you know? Yep, there you go. Yeah. So, so it's like, it, it was an almost pass. This episode has a very, 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 it's a very small scene. Mm-hmm. Shannon doesn't even say anything in it. Um, <laughs> Imagine being called to set where you don't say anything. Like, there's, like, an implied passage of the Bechdel test, because she's like, me and Shannon talked about it. I'm like, but where? <laughs> yeah. But why? But when? Please. Show show me the female interactions and the meaningful relationships that yeah. these women have with each other. Yeah. Like, where did Claire and Shannon... Like, we've seen Claire and Shannon, like, pilot part two, have a chat about, like, her baby and her brother and everything. And but, their zodiac signs. Yeah. Well, that no, that was with Kate, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, my bad. But when did Claire and Shannon have a relationship enough for Claire to be like, I think I'm going to tell Shannon first. I mean, that's the part of the show that we don't get to see because Mm -hmm. they assume that we don't want to see those conversations. I do. Yeah. They don't, like, it's not even that they think, like, we're more focused on the mysteries. It's that we're more focused on the men's relationships Mm -hmm. and their relationships with the mystery. And I can't tell them how wrong they are. Like, if if I find the messages Mm -hmm. and I want to tell somebody, Mm -hmm. I will probably tell Kate. Kate, if I want to tell a lady, Kate is probably the person who I I would tell. She was busy oh, having yeah. a shower. Yeah, she was busy having a shower. So, I mean, like, what, Claire just, like, turned around and she was like, there's Shannon. Like, that's, that's what I must think because I don't see their relationship. Like, if Kate is the most obvious person to talk to, other than Sun. Yeah, I was going to say Sun. And I guess she was just like, Shannon, come with me to go talk to Sun. Then where did where is their relationship that made her think, instead of talking to the most logical person, I will talk to this person? Unless she just found her on the way. Or, like, wouldn't she tell Charlie? Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe she noticed that Charlie's been, like, weirdly predatory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take my baby and go. I need to... <laughs> yeah. Mama needs a break. Yeah. So, yeah, Sun is in her garden, and Shannon and Claire come up, and they're saying, like, hey, here are the messages we thought you were the person to, like, figure out what to do with them. And that's the whole scene. Like, when I was watching it... Wait, that's the whole, oh my god, that is the whole scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Oh my Um, god. And when I was watching it, I was like, please don't start talking about Jin. Yeah. Like, I really thought they were going to be like, we thought you were going to be the person to talk to because of your husband was on the raft. Luckily, they didn't say that, so it would actually pass the Bechdel test. But I was, like, worried about it. I mean, that's what the implication is. I like how it was kind of like an accidental passing of the Bechdel test. Like, they just forgot to bring up the fact that she would decipher it because her husband was there. (laughs) Sorry, we forgot to also put a male actor in this. My bad. (laughs) Like, Aaron is there, but... but is he? he? Yeah, he, she's holding Aaron. Aw, Aaron. I don't know. Does that count? <laughs> uh, I feel like a baby shouldn't count. Okay, good. I was like, please, no. I just wanted to pass once in a while. I mean, I think we go back and forth on that, but in this scene especially, because they're not even talking about Aaron, he's just straight chilling. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that we see Shannon with Winston. I feel like he's Vincent. kind of Vincent. Oh yeah. my God, Winston! Wait, <laughs> why did Rena always call him new girl? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, why am I totally on board with Winston? Like, yeah, both good names for dogs. Tbh. Okay, Vincent. Yeah, I feel like Vincent's kind of become like her therapy dog mm-hmm. a little bit, and I really like that. It Aww. just like warms my heart. I think a that's Vincent's bit. life, and that's what he's meant to do. Shannon's been through a lot, and that's she's his... labeled as the screamy, mm-hmm. dumb girl. That's his role on the island. Screamy Dumb Girl is my yeah. band name. <laughs> Screamy Dumb Girl is just like my life descriptor. Yeah. <laughs> I am Screamy. I am the Screamy Dumb. Be the Screamy Dumb Girl that you want to see in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. 
I'm gonna get that tattooed on me. Yeah. So Hurley goes up to Locke and he's like, dude, why did you tell Sh- Charlie about this garbage? And he's like, because he asked me. And Hurley's like, he asked me too, but I did. I thought the rule was that we couldn't tell him. Aww. So he's like, oh, change is good, Hurley. And Hurley's like, is it? This whole episode is about how I disagree with you. And Hurley is now like, has to be the bad guy and stuff. And he's like, we all have jobs. Like I've done jobs that I don't like, which we have seen in his flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you know, you can't quit like you did in your flashback today. You just gotta keep doing it. Do you want to trade jobs with me? My job is <laughs> manipulating people. And Hurley's like, no, I wouldn't be good at that. That's not my talent. Yeah. I'm a nice person. So Hurley goes to get some dynamite. Sure. That, well, that's my solution to everything. Rose shows up and she's like, hey, sup? And he's like, oh, I just have some dynamite. And she, sh- Rose, not being in any of those storylines, is probably like, what? <laughs> Where did you like- get that? I was just like, so there's dynamite suddenly? What friggin' yeah. island am I on? Yeah. Like, I mean, she knows that the island is Matt. Wait, I can't talk about that right now. Never mind. <gasps> you let a spoiler slip. Ooh, a magic so, island. Magic island. Um, also, there's a continuity error here as well because, like, storyline continuity. Mm-hmm. Because I think it was the season finale where Kate was just like, that's it. That's all the fuse we have. Apparently. Oh, yeah. And now Hurley's just like, here's all the extra fuse I have, I guess. Maybe that, yeah, but to be fair, could it be that they went back to the Black Rock? Maybe. I mean, I assume they would have gar- grabbed all of the ones that they could find because oh. they needed to get, like, far away from a giant explosion. But Good point, good point. Okay. And then Hurley said it's going to happen again, that everyone's going to start hating him. Why are you doing this, honey? Look, just get out of here, Rose. But you're going to hurt somebody. Not if I do it from outside the door. It's thick. And I'll make sure there's nobody around first. So please, will you just go? Uh-uh. You haul me off of the beach and you drag me into this place. The least I can get is an explanation before you blow it up. You don't get it. Let me tell you something, Rose. We were all fine before we had any... Potato chips. But now we got these potato chips. And everyone's gonna want them. So Steve gets them. Charlie's pissed. But he's not pissed at Steve. He's pissed at me. And I'm gonna be in the middle of it. And then it's gonna be... What about us? Well, why, why, why didn't I get any potato chips? Come on, help us out, Hurley. Why'd you give Kate the shampoo? And why didn't I get the peanut butter? Then they'll get really mad and start asking, why does Hugo have everything? Why should he get to decide? Then they'll all hate me. I don't know why his friend Johnny would hate him after I Yeah, that reaction baffles me. Yeah. His friend is not a good friend. I have some thoughts on that. Okay, yeah. I really yeah, want to yeah. talk about that in the flashbacks because I don't really get... Like, they're, like, literally best friends. And then he's like, also, I won the lottery. I'd be like, I extra want to be friends with you now. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for the way money changes people. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, this, we'll talk about that. This scene in general, like, breaks my heart. Like, mm-hmm. the desperation in Hurley's voice mm-hmm. when he's explaining to Rose. Like, I think, like, along with, like, an eating disorder either like anxiety or depression definitely like goes along with that for her mm-hmm. and just like the desperation in his voice when he talks like resonates with me so much like you can tell he's like on the verge of a panic attack like yeah. it's just like so upsetting yeah a real feel for him and he's really doing something like really drastic right now yes. it's like it's his last resort you know but that's his only option he yeah. feels like like yeah. you get to that point where you're just so desperate and then luckily like rose is there to like help him and yes go rose <laughs> they would like- all die without rose Absolutely. It's like in season one when I think it was like her when she like was sitting with Charlie and Charlie she was like Charlie it's not your fault like you have to ask for help 
And then he's like, will you help me? And she's like, oh, not me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just here to give advice. I don't do that. Go solve your own problems. Now she steps up. (laughs) Yeah. Because she's like, I'm the only one here. (laughs) She's also in immediate danger. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to make sure nobody's around and and everything will be okay. Like, I... Rose is like, I was totally not nosy before, but if you're going to do something drastic like this, I'm hungry. Everyone's hungry. Everybody hates Hugo? I hate Hugo right now. (laughs) Tell me why I shouldn't hate Hugo. Because he's an angel. He is. Yeah, so anyway, now Hurley's talking about how, like, people will be mad at him and not everybody else. Like, it'll all just, like, go straight to him. And so he's like, Jack, can we please just have, like, a giant feast? Because then that way we don't have to, like, worry about... Rationing. The logistics of whatever. Like, everyone just take whatever you want. I mean, the idea itself is like, okay, but... Long term, that's not a good plan. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. So yeah, Jack's like, fine, whatever. So they have their feast and they've got some like music playing and everything. Charlie and Claire get their peanut butter, even though the peanut butter is kind of gross looking. Yeah, like how long does peanut butter keep for? Let's find out. Ooh. I think it's a fairly long time. It probably is. How, mu- how long does peanut butter last? An open jar of peanut butter stays fresh up to three months in the pantry. But it wasn't open. But it, but it wasn't open. If you don't refrigerate it, oil separation can occur. Right. Especially if it's natural peanut butter. Which it looked like it was. Yum. Give me that smooth peanut butter. Anyway, around three months, if Des had some peanut butter beforehand. (laughs) Imagine Des, like, sitting there going, guys, I wouldn't have eaten that if I were you. Yeah. Uh, And then we see Shannon and Vincent, and they're, like, kind of sitting together and eating. Hurley is so happy and everything. Ooh. Hurley and music is something that I thought of. Like, a lot of, like, Hurley had his Walkman for a long time, so a lot of the music was always, music is often centered around Charlie, Mm -hmm. at least in the beginning seasons here, but I don't think anyone really thinks about Hurley and music, because in Hurley's episode, there are often, like, actual songs playing, rather than just Giacchino's score. Yeah. Because Hurley loves music. The beginning of this episode starts with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think music for Hurley represents a way to express himself. And it's like a sort of like a little form of therapy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even like they go to the record shop in his in his um, flashback and they hang out there like all exactly. the time, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like it's something that's really meaningful to him that he cares a lot about. Mm-hmm. Then we see Sun burying the messages in a bottle. And this is set up for next episode. There is a continuity continuity error involving that, mm. but I will not talk about it until the spoiler. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the end of the episode, after the whole Bernard thing, we see Rose, and she like has an Apollo bar after the whole feast and everything, and she has an Apollo bar and she puts it in her pocket um, so that she can save it, and when she sees Bernard again, she can give it to him because she knows how much he loves Apollo bars. Stop! I will cry. That never that never occurred to me until this last rewatch. Like, not the one I just did, but, like, when I was what doing thing? it. That um, that she had the Apollo bar to give to Bernard. Oh. Oh, you didn't figure that out. I thought she was just really affectionate about this one chocolate Yeah, bar. she was just like, anyway, I love chocolate. <laughs> I love my husband also, you know? Anyway, I thought it was good. Um, do you guys have any more island thoughts? What if they had allergies? Mm. 
they're like so Jack. allergies and there's harley's just like passing out he's like you get chips i decided i'm allergic <laughs> to chips yeah he's like but i, I can't, can't have gluten damn it i was just about to make that joke sorry <laughs> exactly oh also claire in front of her i pointed this out to you uh-huh. she has a fresh apple cup like a sliced apples all nicely presented i'm like that would not have been in the pantry. Yeah. Where is this fresh apple that you've cut nicely with this cutting board and knife? Like, what? But yes, those are my thoughts. They're all food related. Good, good, <laughs> good, good. What about you, Brett? I don't have any other ones other than, like, Desmond had all of this food that he just, like, would it, would it have just rotted? Like, that's too much food for one man. Mm-hmm. Well, they, th- they think it's going to be two, right? Yeah, but still. Yeah. It's going to expire. Mean, she's right. Yeah. At any no given answer. time, I'm just thinking about Desmond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will be until he returns. Okay. Yeah. As a flashback time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have thoughts on this, so I'm excited. Me too. I feel like we, like, get through the island stuff and we, like, have a couple things to say, but, like, we really flourish in the flashback section, you know? Well, because it's mm-hmm. where all the character work gets done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Hurley Day. Everybody loves Hurley. That's right, Mary Jo. <laughs> That's right, Mary Jo. It's the 16th week without a winner. Sixteen. Oh my goodness. So many fun facts in this moment. So Mary Jo, we've talked about before, was the girl who Sawyer was going to sleep with in Outlaws. And she's also played by Harold Perrineau's wife, Brittany Perrineau. Who plays Michael, right? Yeah. 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 Also, something that I didn't know until I read the trivia on the Lostpedia article is that that's Carlton's voice. What? Carlton and like Damon and Carlton, like the um the co the the head head what's it called? Head showrunner. Oh, oh. I had no idea that was Carlton. That's right, Mary Jo. That's crazy. Cause like you almost never hear him speak. I mean I do, because I listen to the <laughs> lots of bonus features. But like I don't. Like, yeah. Well that's not how he usually sounds. <laughs> He's doing voice acting. Oh, okay, thanks. Thanks for okay, clearing yeah. that one up. Sure. So Hurley faints because he won the lottery. So makes sense. And Carmen comes in. Listen. So we've kind of had a chat about Carmen before. But Carmen, I don't really know how to talk about Carmen. Like she's, she's a good mom. Like she um, um, provides for him and everything. And, you know, she's like, really thinks she's looking out for the best for him. But she does not go about it the best way. Mm, Yeah, it's not like the healthiest way. Yeah. I know my my coworker is Hispanic and mm. Hurley is obviously Hispanic and I know in general Hispanic families just traditionally do not talk about mental health mm. and I think probably that's where a lot of her actions come from it's just not a thing they talk about yeah yeah makes sense yeah I just realized that I started what I said earlier about, I have a friend who's Hispanic, so I can talk about Hispanic stuff. I should have clarified, her and I talk about mental health a lot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good. Like, a lot, a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have a friend who's Hispanic, so I know everything. So I know everything. No, I'm not that person. So yeah, she's like, is it your heart? And he's like, no. And when he look, when he doesn't look her in the eye, that means he's lying. So like, she knows her son and everything. But yeah, I don't know. And so... He's, like, hiding the ticket because he doesn't want people to know anything. And, of course, she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Keeps bothering him. And, of course, he knows that the exact thing that he needs to say to get her to get off the subject is it must have been something I ate. It must have been something I ate. Yes, it must be something you ate because you eat basura and you don't exercise. I do exercise. Falling down is not exercise. The only time you move is to lift the drumstick from the bucket. Every day is the same thing, Hugo. 
Work, TV, chicken. You have to change your life, Hugo. You think someone else will change it for you? Maybe if you pray every day, Jesus Christ will come down from heaven, take 200 pounds and bring you a decent woman and a new car. Yes, Jesus can bring you a new car. Maybe I don't want to change. Maybe I like my life. And she's like, oh, here's the big thing we want to talk about then. And then that way he doesn't have to work. Like, he's gone through this conversation so many times. Yeah. That, like, he knows that, that now she's off on that subject instead. And he can just, yeah. It's so sad that there's such a stigma yeah. around mental health. So sad. But I do really love, because Cl our friend Claire likes to bring up how great the microaggressions are on this show. Mm. Where it's like, um... You know, that's things that people go through and it's not like they're being like, oh, poor me about it. Like, it's just it, it's just realistic. Then she's talking about how he doesn't exercise. Oh, she says if he prays every day, then maybe Jesus will come and um, and take 200 pounds and bring you a decent woman and a new car. <sighs> Nothing like placing societal expectations on every single human being on the planet. Mm -hmm. Listen. I gave Carmen my favorite line award because I think, like, the phone ringing and her being like, oh, it's Jesus, is so funny. Oh, it's but so I funny. But I super don't condone anything she says beforehand. No. <laughs> it is Jesus. <laughs> he wants to know what color you want your car. Carmen makes funny jokes sometimes, but a lot of the things that she does aren't cool. It's okay, dude. We, we know what you're saying. Cool. Mm -hmm. you're so, okay. he's saying, it's fine. Like, I don't want to change. I like my life. And if you like your life, cool. That's when you can be like, okay, that's your business then. You know? Yeah. I also don't think Hurley likes his life, though. Mm. At the same time. Like, you can tell the way he says it. He, like, sounds, like, unsure. Mm. And, like, I don't know, his voice cracks a little bit. He's, Maybe I like my life. Like, yeah. He says it almost like it's a question. Right. And it's sad. But it's also his business to change it. Not that that justifies his mother's actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's like but, yeah. his mother meddles in his life and like, you know, to a degree, like different families have different ways of like interacting with each other. But at some point you have to recognize that your son is a grown man who is just going to make his own decisions. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, Hurley is at work and he works at Mr. Cluck's mm -hmm. Chicken Shack. Which is just iconic. <laughs> and he works with his friend Johnny. And on the Lost on Location, Jorge was talking about how excited he was to work with DJ because they've worked together as, like, kind of buddies. Mm -hmm. So he just, like, had a really good time working with him. Nice. So that's Aww. nice. And we have Randy. So, here we go. This is, okay, so we talked about this in the spoiler section of, like, Walkabout. Mm -hmm. Because Randy is, is Locke's boss in Walkabout. But he's also Hurley's boss here oh yeah like, what's up with what's up with you randy okay it's the same actor it's the same actor his name is randy both times yeah. i remember him the first time yeah. oh my goodness whoa so here's my thing about randy in 201 hurley said my the chicken shack that i worked at got hit by a meteor or a meteorite right so we can talk about that like obviously we see that later so like we but we can still talk about it because he mentioned it so i always thought that Randy worked at Locke's Box Company, then got demoted to the manager of a fast food joint. That's what I always thought. No, I thought it was the it, other way around. It is the other way around. Yeah. Because Locke's thing happens, like, way later than Hurley's thing. So I went on Lastpedia on Randy's page, and basically what happened is Randy was Hurley's boss. Hurley bought Mr. Cluck's, 
then Randy was working at Mr. Cluck's. Then the meteorite hit Mr. Cluck's and Hurley felt bad, so got Randy the job at the box company. Yeah. But. And it's a better job. But Randy freaking doesn't deserve it. And also, he looks like a teenager. <laughs> he looks like an adult in this episode. He looks like a teenager. He's got like flippy hair and yeah. everything in Walkabout. <laughs> he totally has like that like early 2000s like teenage dude haircut. Exactly. Yeah, he's got the Jim Halpert, except he's worse than Jim Halpert, you know? I hate that that's true. Right? Yes. Like, beginning, like, season one Jim Halpert hair. Oh my god, bye. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, Randy sucks, and he's mean to everybody. Like, it's not just, okay, I just had a revelation. So, oh my god. Her, he's mean, is Randy mean to everyone? Maybe. Or is Randy mean to people who have low self-esteem who he can be mean to? Because he's mean to Hurley uh-huh. because he knows Hurley has low self-esteem and has mental health issues and problems. Yeah. And he's mean to Locke because he because Locke has a disability, so he assumes he has bad self-esteem and mental health issues. Uh-huh. Or is he mean to everybody because he's garbage? No, I think he deliberately picks on, yeah. like, people mm-hmm. who are vulnerable. Or he perceives to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's a classic bully move. Anyway, Randy didn't deserve his box company manager status at all. No. No, he did not. And he did not have the qualifications, and I will stand by that. Yeah, but that's just, that that's the nature of men. They fail upwards. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, uh, they're looking at the surveillance tape, and he's like, that's an eight piece. Eight. Eight. So, oh, that's a number. Yeah, she's right. Yeah. And he's like, also, napkins aren't free. Two napkins per, per customer, okay? And I'm like, <laughs> Hurley's just grabbing, like, handfuls of napkins and putting them in the bag. Like, I don't know what. What warranted him be like, like, I wonder if it was either Hurley went way too far and gave everybody 15 napkins or mm-hmm. if Hurley kept giving everybody three napkins. Probably. And, and Randy was like, that's too many. I think Randy was going to look for, to nitpick no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he, like, I wonder if he like watches the surveillance tape specifically for things that Hurley does wrong. Anyway, Randy's the worst. So Hurley quits. Good. Good for he him. Says, I'm gonna buy this later, because I love Mr. Clux chicken. Mr. Clux. Did I say that? Yeah. Yes. I'm a Mr. Clux. My bad. So, Hurley is stressed out about not having a job, and then Johnny goes over and he's like, I quit too, because I guess he just didn't want to work without his friend, you know? Yeah. He just loves his friend. Dude, are you okay? I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, Randy's losing his brain in there. Well, you should get back in there. It'll have you scrubbing Johns for the rest of the week. Doubt it. I quit too. What? Looks like we got ourselves a day off. Who needs money when you got good looks? Oh, that's my life motto. Yeah. I love Johnny. That's why I really don't understand what happens at the end of the episode with him. Yeah, they set him up to be like, kind of like just like a good friend. Yeah. So I don't know how that happened. I don't know. I know how it happened. Oh, tell me, tell me. The writers of Once Upon a Time wrote it. Mm, Uh Gotcha, gotcha. So... They're in the record store, and they're looking through the $2 sale bin As you in, do. in the one-hit wonder section, <laughs> and they find Driveshaft. <laughs> and they sing along very poorly, very poorly. to you all, everybody. Um, they do cut to the scene right after Charlie is being a jerk also, that's true. which I love. That's true. They're <laughs> just like, more like suck shaft. Yeah, kind of, but also, yikes, that's... <laughs> That's a sentence. It is. <laughs> More like suck shaft. Yeah. Is something that you said. 
That's something that he said. I know, that was in the script, my friend. Oh, I know, but you repeated it, and yeah, I'm really happy about it. Okay. <laughs> then we go see Starla, who clearly is lovely and wonderful, She's and would gorgeous. like to know more about her. Mm-hmm. And wish we saw her in, in later episodes. Would like to know how she thought about Hurley winning the lottery. Did they go to see the Hold Steady on Saturday? I hope so. I hope so, too. Would like to have known, but we don't. So, she's like, oh my god, I can't believe you quit. And Johnny says, he's off the rails. Somebody get a straitjacket. Which isn't wow. the best thing to say Yikes. about somebody who's been in a mental institution. But maybe Johnny doesn't know about that. Right. Because I looked it up and I was like, maybe he only goes after that. But it turns out that he goes before, before. and after. So, um, I mean, I assume maybe he probably hasn't told Johnny about it. But that must yeah. be a, a little bit of a dig at him internally. Yeah. Or, like, just that, you know, bad mental health in general. Yeah. Because, like, Hurley's whole thing is being like, I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy. And somebody saying somebody get a straitjacket isn't the best thing to say. Yeah. I, f I feel like that was a very purposeful comment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hugo. Starla. Why aren't you chuckleheads at work? We're currently exploring other opportunities. You quit? I did. He's mixing it up today. He's off the rails. Somebody get a straight jacket. Hey, can I try those on? You're messing with my worldview here, Hugo. You're my rock. I mean, if you quit your job, the next thing you know, bees will stop making honey and flowers will die and hell, the whole damn thing will fall apart. So he wants to try on the headphones. He does, and then he starts yelling. Mm -hmm. um, and he tries to ask out Starla. And it's so lovely because, because if you're watching it for the first time, her saying, oh, I have to work. The way that she does it, like, like it's actually really masterful the way that she does it. Because there's like, it's a very, very fine line between, oh, I have to work. I'm lying because I don't want to go with you. Yeah. And, oh, I have to work. Sorry, I wish I could go, but can we go this other day? You know, it's, like, very, yeah. very masterful. I'm really pleased with how <laughs> how she did that. She's Hold a good up. actress. She's in Wet she Hot is. American Summer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I have a fun fact. Ooh, what is it? And also, it's kind of a continuity error, um, okay. which we love. So, Hurley asks Starla to attend the Hold Steady concert. Mm -hmm. um, the Hold Steady was not it, it was not formed at the time like we're thinking this is around 2003 narratively mm -hmm. the hold steady was not a band yet but the reason why they called why they chose the hold steady is because edward kitsis mm -hmm. is friends or was was best friends growing up with the guy who who is the front man of the hold steady oh and he just wanted to shut his friend up yeah well, in the Lost universe, they formed earlier, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Cool. Sure. So there you go. Also, every single time that I've watched this episode, he's like, hey, the, the whole study is um, performing this weekend. Can we go on Friday? And she's like, can we go on Saturday? And I was like, they're performing this, like, yeah, they're, they're performing they're, on Friday. Yeah, that's not how that works. But it occurred to me that maybe this isn't like a once in a lifetime concert. Maybe they're just a tiny band who's playing all weekend. Yeah, maybe it's like a bargain. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what? No, it's a specific date. And then I was like, maybe it isn't. I literally was like, no, you can't go on Saturday. Duh. I love that, like, that's, like, your your anxiety at its highest is someone scheduling something incorrectly. <laughs> I was like, well, what if you, like, can't get tickets on Saturday? What if he has tickets for on Friday already? Yeah. But then I was like, you don't need tickets to just go to a bar. No. Huh. Okay. 
It's it's just a gig, Robin. You're going to be okay. Yeah, I'll be okay. So, yeah, yeah so she's going to go um, on Saturday <laughs> instead. You made me laugh so much. Well, what did I do? <laughs> She's just a crazy person. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I, I um, know. Yeah, he finally asks out Starla, and she says yes, which is great. Mm, it's what he deserves. Before, but before, um, um, before he is a fancy rich guy. Which means that, like, when Hurley says money ruined his life... He means it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was happier before. She's right. Things were going okay for him before. And maybe when he said to his mom that he liked his life, he actually did mean it. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. At least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's like, there are things about my life that I like. I would say that probably, you know, she's talking about his weight. I think his weight isn't really a problem for him. Mm-hmm. At, yeah, at, at this point, at least in his life. We know that it does become it at least... At some point. But maybe when he says, I like my life, he's referring to that that part of his life. Yeah. And he probably likes it more than being in a mental institution. Yeah. So, yeah. He's yeah. like, it's been worse, TBH. Yeah. So yeah. thanks, Mom. Um, that's actually a great point because he has freedom, autonomy. Mm-hmm. He can do whatever he wants. He has his own job, his own responsibilities. He's not accountable to anyone but himself. Yeah. Like, it, it's completely... Pl- I mean... People love to think that, like, fat people don't like their lives and, like, are miserable all the time. But literally, like, I'm fat and I'm fine. You know? <laughs> you know? Like, that's the that's the assumption that people make is, like, fat people are miserable and they just want to be fixed. And it's like, no, that's not how any of this works. Totally. Just can't understand that people who don't, who aren't the exact thing that society wants you to be can be happy not being the thing that society wants them to be. Mm-hmm. And that other people can like and love you regardless of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. So they go and they steal some gnomes. Mean. Which what, is like mean. you've never stolen a gnome before? Never. No, never, what? Never. <laughs> I never respect gnome, gnome culture. <laughs> I respect gnome culture. <laughs> Buy Gnomeo and Juliet on DVD now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it upsets me that I've seen Gnomeo and Juliet. So have I. I've also seen the first one, yes. What do you and wait, um, what do you what do you mean the first one? Oh, there's, there's more than one. one? You haven't heard? It's called Sherlock, Sherlock Gnomes. Gnomes. Please, God, please don't tell my mother that. <laughs> she loves kids' movies. Like her favorite movie is Despicable Me. Oh, please no. don't tell my mother this. Oh no. Katie. I'm no. begging you both. Your mom likes minions? My mom loves minions. I'm so sorry. In, in like that pure way where she just gets excited because like she loves how silly they are. Because, like, she has, like, a really hard job, like, psychologically because mm-hmm. she's a psychologist. So, like, she loves that sort of, like, pureness and that silliness. Okay, I will accept that. That's Not, fine. like, not like Facebook mom culture where it's, okay. like, sassy minion me. Okay. <laughs> I saw this one. This girl posted. She's, like, my age, roughly. I'm 23. She posted this minion crying, and the post was, I miss my dad. <laughs> and her dad had what? recently died. Her dad had recently <gasps> and. A minion post? What? It was so strange. My mom has, like, I have, like, this thing where, like, other people aren't allowed to get away with the stuff my mom gets away with. (laughs) I'm like, mom, minions are so cringy, but, like, if I see minion anything, I'm like, I have to buy this for my mom. (laughs) (laughs) You're the problem. Robin's seen me do that. But it's just, she just like she has like minions in her office because sometimes she, like, counsels kids and stuff. And they play with the minions. Why did we? Why are we on this anyway, subject? We love gnomes. Um, oh no! Oh gnomes! Yeah. So they stole some gnomes. 
Which isn't chill. Well, I don't know. I have, oh, here's the thing that I thought of earlier that I wanted to save for the podcast. Okay, so I have a vision. <laughs> okay, this better be funny. I hope it is. I think it will okay. be. All right. So go ahead, close your eyes. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Kay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Randy we're runs all out. It, right? What? We all have our eyes closed, right? Well, not mm-hmm. me, because I'm telling the story. Okay, okay. Okay. So Randy runs out and they go, <laughs> Cluck you, Randy. And Randy's like, What? And he turns around and he sees that it says cluck you. And he's like, oh no, <laughs> cluck me. <laughs> but like, then he, the next morning he has to take like a giant basket and one by one pick up the gnomes, right? Mm-hmm. And he's picking up the gnomes and he has all of these gnomes and and he go, starts knocking door to door. <laughs> Is this your gnome? <laughs> I'm just trying to return these gnomes to their family. Like, what does he do with all the gnomes? Wait, what would you do with all those gnomes? Like, would you just throw them away? Or you're just like, did they buy all these gnomes? Like, did they ethically get these gnomes? Or did they steal these gnomes? You know? Like, is somebody, like, running by? And they're like, hey, that that was my gnome! I lost that! Okay, but hear me out. Mm. Randy is a garbage human, Uh yes? Correct. So, more than likely, he took all of those gnomes and, like, smashed them. That That sounds right. I was thinking that, too. Yeah. But, like, the idea of him going go to door to door to return gnomes <laughs> is incredible. So, so they're uh, in the mystery machine, basically. <laughs> and they're talking about how they have to find new jobs now. And they should try and work at the pizza bin because there's a cute girl at the pizza bin. And Gyro-Rama. And Gyro-Rama. Which they could very also. bad business names. Terrible names. <laughs> oh, Gyro's though. And what is a gyro? What is that? It's a Greek. Uh, technically, it's pronounced hero. Oh. Um, and it's Greek food, and it's so good. Oh. It's like a sandwich, right? Because I looked it up, and it was some kind of technology thing, and oh. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> Let's go work at Gyro Rama. It's kind of like a like a a wrap. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, um, in a flatbread. So they start talking about how like. Like, Hurley doesn't want anything to change between them. Because he's, like, his best friend, right? Doesn't want anything to change. So, anything else you want to do tonight, you better let me know now. Because our day off is just about over, Huggy Bear. In about ten hours, we're going to have to find ourselves some new employment. I hear Pizza Bin is hiring, or we could try our luck at um, Gyro-Rama. But I do kind of dig the chick who works at the bin. Dude, promise me something. (laughs) Okay, what? Promise me that no matter what happens, we'll never change. This will never change. Okay. Listen, Johnny, I'm serious. Promise me that you and I will always stay the same. I'll do you one better. Not only will I stay gold, pony boy, I will drink to it. And then he's like, oh, are you getting surgery? And I'm like, does this have to be the thing that we jump to? He has lots of little digs at her. Like, yeah, it's true. It's yeah. just kind of it's kind of like Charlie too. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like that's only okay when I say it about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You you don't get to say it. Yeah, you're supposed to be my hype man. And so he's like, no, I'm not doing that. But anyway, please promise. <laughs> and he says, not only will I stay a gold pony boy. Every time anybody references the Outsiders, I level up. I love the Outsiders <laughs> so much. Also, I cannot relate. How dare you? But also, he calls him Pony Boy. Stay Gold Pony Boy is a whole thing. But the person that says Stay Gold Pony Boy in the book is a character named Johnny. Yes, it is. 
So I'm yeah. a big fan. Do you think Johnny like goes his whole life saying stay gold pony boy to people just because his name's Johnny? Do you think he also dies? <laughs> Do you think he also dies? Oh my god! Oh, I'm sad. <laughs> Do you think he's also friends with Tom Cruise and <laughs> Patrick Swayze and yeah. Rob, Rob Lowe? <laughs> and, and, um, and, oh, Dallas? No, that's his character's name. Matt Damon. Matt Dillon. Dillon? Matt, Dillon. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Yeah. Not Matt Damon. Yo, what happened to Matt Dillon? <laughs> and the guy from The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Wait, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? I don't know. Shoot. Hold up. It's really important for me to know these things. Emilio Estevez. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yo. Yeah. He plays one of the... He plays the fun one. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Two bit. Yeah. yeah. Wait, now I have to, like, Google what happened to Amelia Estevez. Soda Pop was always my favorite because I... Yep, because that's just life. (laughs) Emilio Estevez was in The Mighty... Oh, wait! Emilio Estevez's father is Martin Sheen. Oh. Fun. Guess who his brother is? Tell me. Charlie Sheen. I was like, like, I'm setting you up for this, man. Come on. So, okay, I love this part because Johnny goes... Anyway, can I borrow $2? And it's like, you know what? Yes, you can. Why didn't they use a number here? Right? I hate when they use other numbers where it's like, I mean, the thing is, two two. two plus two (laughs) equals four. Um, No, but that's genuinely what I think whenever they're like the numbers. I'm like, it should start with two. And the fact that it doesn't drives me nuts. Yeah, true. Mm. Two, four, eight. (laughs) But I also think like one of the complaints that people have about the hundred is that they use their iconic lines too much like they have catchphrases i've never seen this show. kind of like that like they kind of like like there are phrases that they use and like when they're really important in season three then they'll say it like three times in season four Interesting. you know and yeah, like when you're like, watching it when you're a human you repeat your same catchphrases like the amount of times a day i say the word bye or um <laughs> road work ahead like it's that's a- different it's That's not. different than my sister, my responsibility, though. Like, he says my sister, my responsibility, like, ten times throughout the se- throughout the series. And you're like, okay, we get it. Like, that's not, that's not a catchphrase. It's just something he says over and over again. And people are starting to get annoyed because he says it too often. So, my thing is, like, yes, they use the numbers a lot, but they don't want to go too far. I guess, yeah. Mm, I good guess. point. So, that's my thought. Yeah. So, now they get to the gas station, and there's a news crew there. He's like, oh my god, did someone get shot? Let's go right now! I also want to get shot. I don't know. Um, I also want to get shot? <laughs> I don't know. Because his name is Johnny. Because his name is Johnny. <laughs> what the hell kind of dark-ass thought? All Johnnies get yes. shot. And he's like, oh my god, someone won the lottery. And ooh, fun fact. This is like the shortest flashback that ever happens in the show. Right. Yes. Uh, Ten seconds, I yeah. think is what it said. The guy who was in the Mr. Klux costume, I guess, goes, hey, that's him. That's the guy I sold it to. I'm like, how the heck are you remembering what yeah. numbers he chose? Um, anyway, I don't know how that happened. but Yeah, okay. wait, what, wh- how would you remember that? I have no idea. I don't know, like, if they, like, check to see exactly what time it was, I'm guessing, check to see exactly what time it was purchased and then check the surveillance tape to see who it was. Oh, yeah, that's possible. I'm making Mm -hmm. things up. I don't know if that's available, if that's, like, a thing you can do or not. But then they're like, oh, my God, that's him. He's the guy. And then Johnny looks upset. Yeah, I don't get that reaction. Uh, Me neither. Yeah, no, I get it now. Why? Because Johnny always found himself superior to Hugo because because Hugo was fat. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm sad. Totally. Now Hugo has something. 
Well, and that makes Johnny not a good friend. No, no. not a good friend at all. No, because we were saying he's kind of good. But Give Hurley no, a good friend. Bad. But if you think about all the little microaggressions that Johnny yeah. has, he was yeah. using those to keep Hurley down. Mm-hmm. And now, what are you going to do? Hurley has $156 million. There's nothing he can do to him psychologically in his, in his mind to make up for his own shortcomings. Like, he's like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to follow you somewhere so I can continue to feel better than you. Yep. Ah, mm-hmm. Ew. Gross. And also, I think there's also an element of, I quit my job and you just fell into a whole pile of money. Like, what am I going to do now? Yeah, true. But I think if he would have continued to be kind to Hugo, mm-hmm. he probably would have, like... I mean, Hurley doesn't even want this money. He would have given him money if he had just been nicer. That's a good point. Because mm-hmm. Hugo's so generous. Yeah. Hmm. Boo! <laughs> I feel great sadness about this. Those are all my flashback thoughts. Those are also all my flashback thoughts. And, like, cool. I like that we all had different interpretations of, like, how it worked. Mm-hmm. And like their relationship, but I think a lot of it actually really did boil down to fat phobia. Mm. Yep. Interesting. Agreed. From everyone. His mm-hmm. mom. His mom. His friend. Yep. His boss. Mm-hmm. The world. Yep. Garbage. Even Jack is just like, hey, um, yeah, you do the food, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you can be the food guy. You like that, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's the worst. That's so mean. And that's like, that's such a bull thing to do. Because if someone put me in charge of food, I'd be like, I, like, listen, I may be a little chub chubs, but I don't know how to cook. I don't know anything about food. It's true. She doesn't. I have to bring her pots and pans. It's okay. You yeah. open a box and there's a steak in it. It's yeah. <laughs> exactly. Open the box, mashed potatoes and a yeah. yellow gourd. <laughs> Inexplicable yellow yes. gourd. Listen, the dish just needed a little bit of color. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, whatever his name is. Alan Taylor, Taylor was just like, put a yellow gourd on there. Is it time for segments? Um, yes. Cool. So now it's time for segments. My, We're going to start with favorite line award. My favorite line award goes to Carmen uh, this week, which is... Oh, that must be Jesus. Yes, it is Jesus. He wants to know what color car you want. All right, that's funny. It's so clever. I'm sorry, yeah, no. it's so clever. It's really funny. And I also want to give another honorable mention to Carmen for... Falling down is not exercise. Which is part of her kind of being garbagey, but, like, it's just a fact. I mean, like, agree to disagree. Oh, what? <laughs> it gets your heart rate up. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's like that thing from Pitch Perfect where, like, Fat Amy is, like, laying down and she's like, mm-hmm. it's called horizontal running. And I'm like, ha me. You can do the Australian accent from now on. <laughs> Why? Because it's like a shitty half Australian, half English accent. <laughs> sure. You know what? You don't have to be mean. Okay, I wasn't trying to be. Go ahead. And um, mine... Wait, who says have a cluckety cluck day? Because a lot of people do. Jin but does. It, Jin do, It's Jin? Yeah. Okay. Voice. Well, because yeah. I couldn't remember. Does Hurley say it too? Not... No, I don't think so. Not this episode. Okay. Okay, and mine definitely goes to Jin for... Have a cluckety-cluck-cluck day, Hugo. Because it's so funny. It's so good. Especially when he gets to say it in his own word, like, in his own accent. So, like, just deadpan. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Mine goes to... She's cool. She won't tell anyone. Honey, I don't even know what I would say. Just because that is the motto of trying to explain this show. Mm -hmm. Yes, from Rose. Yeah. God, Rose is an icon. Great. (laughs) Uh, uh, So now we're going to talk about light and dark. I mean, the ones that I kind of picked out was just like whenever we're kind of talking about like his lottery stuff, it's like almost always night and like dark outside. Yeah. And like when Starla says yes and everything, it's like 
it's daytime. Mm-hmm. So that's like happier times. And then everything goes to crap during the nighttime. It's his positive mm-hmm. moments in life. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even his mom's house is pretty like dark, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. the evening. Yeah. Um, so now it's time for Man of Science, Man of Faith. There were a heckin' lot of characters this episode, so I just listed them all, and, I mean, let's just go, <laughs> I guess. Let's do it! So, Hurley. Faith. 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 Jack. Science. 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 Locke. Faith. Faith. Charlie. Jackass? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Claire. Science. Oh, science. Oh, well, she could be science because she, like, decides what to do, but she could be Faith because she has faith that Sun will do what's right. Right. So both? Yeah. Okay, so sun, science then? Uh, science. Yeah, okay. Uh, Kate? Faith. Why? Because at the Wait, beginning, why? she was like, Hurley, you fell asleep? We have to press the button. Oh, true. Fair, 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 she fair. She believes yes. in the button. Yeah. Rose? Faith. Sawyer? <laughs> grumpy. Yeah, just a grumpy dude. Man of stuck in the pit and mad <laughs> about it. Uh, Michael? Science. Faith. I think. I don't know. Yeah, okay, so fine. I was just going to say a word. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, Jim? Somet- uh, oh, what were you going to say, Brett? So I was going to say sometimes you just wing it. Yeah, um, sometimes you just say a word. 50-50 shot. <sighs> what did you say Michael was? Faith? Yeah. Because he has faith that his son's out there. Yeah, let's call Jin Faith then, too. Okay. Just because he's not doing a lot. Uh, Anna? Science. Oh, science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bernard? Faith. faith. He has faith that Rose is out there, but also he's, like, kind of science just because he's, like, getting evidence and, like, getting proof that she's, like, alive, you know? Yeah. Uh, Echo? Yeah. Faith. Echo is almost always Faith. Yeah. Yeah, it's Echo. Uh, Libby? Mm. Yeah, she didn't do much. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, Ryan, what Libby even did? How about Randy? Oh, he doesn't get, uh... Yeah, no. <laughs> you're right. He's not about this. No. Um, Starla? She can be Faith? Sure. Sure. Okay. And yeah. then Johnny. Mm, I, I'm going to say Faith, actually. Okay. Yeah. So, Hurley's Walkman. Uh, we got a lot of music this episode because it was Hurley. Some of the music that we got was um, My Conversation by Slim Smith and the, and the Uniques, Up on the Roof by the Drifters, and Easy Money by Billy Joel. And Easy Money by Billy Joel is supposed to foreshadow him winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a banging song. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> did they do the thing? They did the thing. The, the thing is when they say the name of the episode in the episode. So they kind of did the thing this episode because Hurley says, Everyone's going to hate me, Rose. And then they'll all hate me. You think that counts? I think that counts. Okay. 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 <laughs> it kind of counts. Sound off in the comments. Do you think it, it's stupid? <laughs> Um, how many episodes since the last knockout? I don't think anyone was knocked out this episode. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Cool, it's been one episode since the last knockout. Ooh. We started a new streak, guys. Does this episode pass the Bechtel test? Yes. Miraculously, yes. Oh, I'm wiping just a single tear away. <laughs> Very exciting. One of the ladies in the scene says nothing, but she exists and she's there. <laughs> We're like, Aaron and Vincent are present. Oh, no. <laughs> A baby and a dog are exceptions. Yeah. Stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you are so inclined, please write us a review on iTunes. We like those, and we also have a survey that's just kind of like 
open forever that's in the description and it has super easy questions like age you already know the answers i prefer not to say okay <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan of the hundred which i mean i think we are in, in general yeah um we like to talk we like to talk about that show too we have season four and we just finished season five yo we did it it was nuts it was nuts it was better than season four though yeah would say yes would say yes. yeah Oh, and if you're a fan of Riverdale, you like to talk about that show too. We did season one. We did season two. We're going to do season three. And we're going to also cover the chilling and uh, adventures of Sabrina on that um, 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 feed. So yeah. That's going to be a lot of freaking work. Woo. Oh, no. Yeah. We're fully going to suffer, but we're going to be happy about it. Yeah. 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 You can follow the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble, Instagram, YouTube, basically the whole shebang other than Pinterest. But should we get Pinterest? What would we do with our Pinterest? I don't know. Okay. Island survival tutorials. Yeah, <laughs> tutorials. How to start a fire. <laughs> how to boil water. This is an idea. All lost and the hundred. It's how to boil with water. How to make algae. Um, <laughs> our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating cause it's expensive. The way you said that made me want to punch you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which means, obviously, I loved it. Mm. Thanks so much. <clears throat> you can follow me on Twitter at Abritania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. It's Yay. Lovely. Do you want to tell us where we can find you on the internet again, please? Yes. You can yeah. follow me on Twitter where I think I'm funny. My tag is at whatthemelmel. W-A-H-A-T-T. <laughs> H-E-M-E-L-M-E-L. Uh, I'm also the same name on Instagram. And then if you want to check out my gay-friendly t-shirts, <laughs> uh, Bumblebuy on TeePublic, or you can follow me on Instagram at Designs. Yay! I may or may not have just followed you on, <laughs> on oh, Twitter. You. and I already I am, follow you. I'm already nuts about this. Oh my god, like the first post is a puppy! Yeah. <laughs> I love your Twitter. I think you're so funny. Thank you. Especially um, when you make high school musical jokes. Those are my favorite. <laughs> Where in the world is my serotonin? <laughs> I was really proud of that. Thank you. <laughs> so funny. It's all good. Okay. Um, and our next episode is episode 205 and found. And the bit is back. <laughs> you're gonna have to bleep that out, but it's what she deserves. Jillian will be back. It's Jillian. I have missed having that idiot on. Sorry in advance that Jillian will be here. <laughs> I'm sorry. To, I'm not sorry that Jillian will be here. I'm sorry that it's going to be a combination of Jillian and I in the same room. Mm. Yeah. Jillian's a very special person. <laughs> I'm excited that she said yes that she was going to come back. I was going to say, like, Jillian's a special person, which means she fits in just great yeah. with this <laughs> whole crew. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. So let's talk about flashbacks. I mean, oh my spoilers. God. <laughs> We've already done that. I was like, hang on, bitch. Um, okay. So, let's so I'm do... really disappointed. Okay. I'm just gonna start, I'm just gonna start saying this. Yes. Um, Desmond doesn't come back until the end of the season, right? That's correct. Literally, is this a hate crime towards me? <laughs> is, is this homophobic? It um, might be. Well, that's because like they were like gonna say goodbye to Desmond, and then everyone liked Desmond so much that so they brought him back, and he became one of the best characters on the show. That was the plan. Really? Yeah, they were oh, just yeah. Like, yeah. That was also the plan with Ben. Yeah, that was the plan with Ben wow. too. 
But then they were just like, hmm, we like these people. And I'm like, good, because they just, they made your show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next question is, mm-hmm. when does Michael Emerson show up? Michael Emerson shows up uh, when Scott comes on. Oh, my God. I'm going to go nuts on that episode. S- Scott, like, specifically chose... Scott specifically chose that episode, so I know. I'm gonna, that. I'm fully gonna go nuts on that episode because it's, I love Ben so much. The episode is called One of Them. It's 2 0, okay. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, okay. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. It's 2 14. Oh, so many episodes. I know, I'm so sorry. But we got good so, stuff until then. If you say so. Talk about some Anna Lucia, decide if we like her. Good point. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, so, let's start with Hatch. Spoilers. Um, uh, Sawyer says we can all sue Oceanic together, and when the Oceanic 6 goes back, they all get, like, a pretty heck of big settlement from Oceanic, because they sued Oceanic together. I'm so proud of them. That's so cute. Do we know how much they wound up getting? Um, uh, Sun is able to buy a considerable share of her father's car company with it. Oh, okay, so quite a lot. So quite a lot, because her, okay. the car company is, like, massive. $42 million. Probably $42 million. <laughs> Stop. Can you imagine? I don't think we know for sure, but I will do some research. Well, it's one of the numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Michael and Libby meet, and Michael will kill Libby. <sighs> Dang. <laughs> Yikes. Totally forgot about that until right this minute. Yeah. They go to the arrow. So the arrow is one of the hatches that we know hardly anything about. I think that it said like it's like a security type place, but it's not where Mikhail lives, which is the flame. It's not the flame. So I don't know what the arrow does exactly. Let me go onto the page just to make sure. Wait, I don't like Mikhail, right? No. Yeah. We do not like Mikhail. The Arrow was Dharma Initiative Station Number Two, whose primary pers- purpose was the development of defensive strategies against the hostiles. It was an underground bunker or complex, or complex constructed into a hillside located somewhere east or northeast of the barracks, and an hour or two from the coastline. It was discovered by the Tailies. It was about a three days trek from the tail crash site to the Arrow. By the time it was discovered, the t- survivors of the tail section, it appeared to be converted into a storage facility with any pre-existing hostile studying tools gone or disassembled. Okay. That makes sense, because every time they're like, this is what it was for, and they, we go in, they're like, there's nothing in here, mm-hmm. then I'm always confused. Oh, I see. Horace was wearing an aero jumpsuit in Le Fleur, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's an orientation film. This is the only orientation film whose creation was shown in Lost. Oh, right, that was uh, at the beginning of season five. Oh, that he yeah, was filming I, I actually remember the orientation that. film. It looks like we just don't know that much about the Arrow, but basically when Dharma showed up, they met the hostels and they were like, we should have a place where I guess we just have a big table and like do the conspiracy theory. Like, what's that called? Like the like the meme? The math meme? Yeah, no, the meme of the guy who... Um, oh, aliens. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yeah? The one with, like, the big conspiracy theory thing and his hands are, like, out like this. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, it is, Charlie, you're right. Okay, yeah, yeah, thank you. So it looks like that's all we really know. It, oh, it primary purpose for storage and restocking. Why is it called the Arrow, then? Yeah, it, that, it, it's a way cooler name than it needs. Okay, anyway. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So, that's it. That's all the spoilers for it. Just, like, Bernard and Rose finally, eventually come together and they are happy and good and they were all right. Bernard and Rose are the best couple on this show. Mm-hmm. 
Then just kidding, Desmond. Hatch stuff. Yeah, hatch Kate stuff. and jobs. She's never went. I don't think we've ever seen her seen her actually have a job. No. Besides, like working on the farm, I guess. Yeah, true. She worked on the farm in Tabula Rasa. Because, like, when she was married to Nathan Fillion, <laughs> she was like kind of just like making tacos. That's a job. Like, it is a job. Like she was like, it's taco night. But but I don't think she had a job because he was a police officer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so don't know. William Blanchett comes back to play Aaron as a toddler in five, four and five. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So he he'll come back and that's cool. Um, Rose says she's not nosy. Rose is, is full she, of kind of full of crap. Literally, she's like, I'm so not nosy that while all of you were at the Dharma Initiative, me and Bernard have been sitting here chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Claire finds the messages, and next season, Claire and, like, messages uh, is kind of, like, a thing, because in her episode called Par Avion, she, like, is trying to catch a bird to, like, put a message on its leg. Like, oh, her and- I forgot about that! Yeah, her and, like, messages getting out is kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, remind me what happens with the message in the bottle. Like, why does Sun hide it? Oh, yeah, so she's burying it, right? And the the spoiler thing is that she loses her red, wedding ring, right? Yeah. In the first shot, she's not wearing any rings on her hands. Yeah. And then in the close-up, she is wearing a ring. And then it's presumably gone after that. But initially, she wasn't even wearing one. Yeah. But, like, why, why bury it instead of doing anything about it? It's because she doesn't want everyone to know that clearly the raft, like, something bad happened to the raft. Oh, so she wanted to protect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. she doesn't want everyone to lose hope. Okay. I honestly can't remember if she, like, ends up unburying it and then doing something else with it. I don't know. Digging I, it up is yeah. what you... Yeah. Un- <laughs> yes, thank you. Unburying but yeah. it? Unburying it. Um, Charlie says, what if we don't push the button? Well, bad things happen. Yeah, that's um, not... Don't, don't get... You know what, though? Isn't there one time he didn't push the button and then all Desmond's clothes fell off? Yes, at the end. That's the beginning, end of season two, beginning of season three. Yeah, so, like, there's some good things that happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think Charlie ends up, like, kind of becoming friends with Echo and then being a real man of faith for the rest of the season. And Echo's mm-hmm. one of the people who, like, really wants to push the button. So at the end of season two, Charlie and Echo are both trying to push the button while Locke and Desmond are like, we don't have to, lol. I think... Do people not like Charlie's, like, plotline with Echo? I don't have a problem with it. My big problem with Charlie is, uh, like, beginning of season two to fire and water. After Charlie starts to build the church with Echo, mm-hmm. then I think he's okay. I think the problem okay. is that he's still hoarding all those Mary statues. And right. then Echo eventually finds out about it because, you know, it was, like, his plane that, like, brought yeah. the Mary statues. So that ends up being a whole thing, but... I think he gets better after he finally gets a reality check, and I think Locke punches him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to laugh, but it's He deserves it, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he's freaking weird about it. So then uh, they're talking about Chernobyl, and, you know, it's comparable to what the incident is. Yeah. I'm just going to gloss over that you brought up the incident again. Sorry. Yeah. How dare you? Okay, yeah, and then she loses her ring. Which we already talked about. Mm -hmm. But, like, they do make it very clear that, like, she was wearing a ring, and now she is not wearing a ring. So you can, like, go back and see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's... So, like, 
Really, if you were really looking, <laughs> she's like, where's my ring? We're like, I know where it is. Okay, so now flashback ones. Maybe it's Jesus. He'll get you a new car. So Jesus is like, here's your lottery ticket. And then Hurley <laughs> gets a new car. It's yellow. Does this imply that Jesus is actually Jacob? I mean, I think that's what they are definitely implying all throughout the season. Or the yeah. Season, guess yeah. Is that he's a Jesus figure. Yeah. I mean, Jack's the Jesus figure. Ugh. It's true. His name, like his fa- like Sarah likes to bring up, his father's name is Christian Shepherd. Oh, that is yeah. a good point. So, yeah. we all, so she calls him uh, Jesus Jesus. The son of God. <laughs> yeah. So that's his name. And then Jesus Jesus Jr. is Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Hurley's at work. He ends up like buying the fast food restaurant and everything. Um, all that stuff with Randy, um, who ends up working with Locke and such. I hate you, Randy. He's not cool. He's one of the guys who was on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's he's one of the um 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 lost actors who was on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Him, uh, Helen. I think Nathan Fillion was on it. Yeah, he was. L. Scott Caldwell, who plays Rose, was on it. She was? Yeah, she played Holt's mom. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. You just blew- Wait, who was he yeah. on B99? Who? Randy? Yeah. Oh, he was just a random guy who, like, came in and they were like, hey, we have questions for you. And he's like, here's my answers. Like, that's all he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he was there. Starla. So I totally forgot about this. Oh, but yeah. I was just on Starla's page, and, and Trisha Tanaka is dead in season three. Hurley reveals- that after he won the lottery, Starla ran away with Johnny. Oh my god. What but a terrible why? friend. Mm-hmm. Like, why would she even do that? Yeah, I want to know more about Starla. Like, what yeah, happened like, to her? Tell me about Starla. Johnny is clearly so much worse than Hurley in, like, every way. Like, Hurley is clearly, like, a good person, genuine person. I don't know. It didn't take us very long to realize that Johnny was only with him to feel better about himself. Yep. Where did you go? Why did you go? What is your story? Please. Well, I mean, Starla does talk about, like, change. You're rocking my world and yeah. stuff. So maybe Johnny got all in her head. Like, Hurley's different now. Things are different. Yeah. And that's what most Blame Johnny. Are. Blame Johnny. Yeah. He's the worst. Done. That's my theory. Okay. I think that's it. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that I wish sucks. I-, I wish I had more thoughts, but, like... Basically, this episode just makes me really sad. It was sad. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> okay, should we do our final outro? Yeah. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Woo! Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Do you want to tell us your social medias one more time? Sure. I am at WhatTheMelMel on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can also follow my LGBT-friendly designs at Bumbleby Designs on Instagram, or my Tee Public shop is Bumbleby. Yeah, and that's um, B-I. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like a bumblebee, but bi is yeah. like bisexual. <laughs> yeah. And you can see pictures of Robin in some of them on yes. Robin's Twitter. Oh, yes. That is yeah. true. That is true. Doing um, real good advertising work. Yes. Yeah. She's a model. <laughs> I, I literally took those right here with like the timer on my iPhone and a tripod. Amazing. <laughs> so I'm a model. Um, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I. <laughs> she doesn't know how to spell. No, I know how to spell, it's just like I had a hiccup in the middle. <clears throat> which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. 
And you can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, but mostly Twitter. Yeah. The YouTube will get better soon. Yes, once we're together, we have many ideas. Oh, so many ideas. Yeah. That's it. No, it isn't. <laughs> Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would super appreciate it because hosting fees are, like, you know, hellish. Yeah. Especially yeah. with three podcasts. Soon to be four. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Drive shaft. Or like, suck shaft.